0: Yo, welcome to the Save Room Plays, where we talk about the games we're touching, and the games that touch us. Kevin. And my name's Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? What number is this?
1: It doesn't matter. These doesn't aren't matter. numbered in a, in a similar fashion to the the news episodes. Gotcha. They're not even uploaded. This is for us. <laughs> yeah, this is more just <laughs> this, like, hang out. Uh, say we did yeah. something productive on a Saturday. Never. And then pack it in, you know?
0: Never. I mean, we call going to the grocery store productive, right?
1: I felt pretty productive about that today, to be honest. I overslept. I played video games in bed. And then there was a point where I'm like, you know what? If I don't get groceries today, I won't eat for the whole week. It's tr- As yeah. if you'll take a stance yeah. <laughs> I refuse to eat
0: <laughs> uh, A girl complimented my jacket today That was good I'm still riding that high That's a good jacket though it's a great jacket.
1: Can you describe to the listeners like the material and kind of layout of it? Because it's two fabrics kind of woven together. Yeah,
0: it's it's two fabrics. We call it a two-tone. Yeah. Um, in the fashion world. Sure. Uh, it's 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 got kind of like a, a wooly black material. You know, mm. it's a long one of those long jackets. Think mm. uh, David Boreanaz from Angel. One of those long it's jackets. It's not that long. It's pretty long. And um, that's it, like
1: a long coat.
0: Yeah. No, don't worry about <laughs> what I'm saying. And then there's also some flannel to it. It's got like exactly. built-in flannel on like the inside seams and on like the what do you what do you call that the collar right yeah the collar i don't know fashion
1: so i can't really describe
0: so yeah obviously she couldn't keep her eyes off of the jacket yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it was a great time
1: every time time. i see you wear it i'm a little bit envious why why was that it looks warm and It makes me realize that you're the more fashionable of the two of us. And
0: uh, uh, well, I used to work in the fashion industry. That's you worked true in
1: t-shirts. That's still fashion. No, you it's... put them
0: on your body, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, I I, I uh, got down into the trenches back in the day, right? Mm. I used to look, I used to work for a merchandising company Do you miss run it? by a complete idiot. No, no, miss it. no, I don't miss it very much. But uh, you know what? I learned the difference between Gildan, which is fucking trash. Mm. The gamers love Guilden though. They love those starchy fucking I hate shirts. Those shirts, and they just like they want like a logo design. Mm-hmm. They just want like a logo. They don't want like a clever reference. They don't want like cool art. They mm-hmm. just want it to fucking say like "for the horde" or some shit. Or go frag yourself. Yeah. No. 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 Fashionistas, actual, however, yeah. fashionistas, they want them soft shirts. I do. You know what they want? Mm. They want a Heather. Oh my God. They want, want a Heather. I
1: want a Heather Gray. I want a Heather yeah. Blue. I want a Heather Graham.
0: Right. Oh, wait, what?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I love those Heathers. The ones that have, like, the American yeah. apparel uh, on the tag.
0: I'm just like, okay. They'd... Might have been made in a sweatshop, but mm-hmm. at least it's comfortable. What's more American than that? Exactly. Honestly, right? <laughs> yeah, man. But I haven't bought a new shirt for, like, like three years. I don't buy clothes anymore. I buy you clothes. There's anymore. holes in my jeans. And not in good spots. <clears throat> Usually near the testicles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, these days, it's like,
0: we don't go out too often, so... I go to the grocery store mm-hmm. to get myself my apothic red wine because I'm a 45-year-old woman. Yeah, you've and... been on this like red wine kick lately. Yeah, yeah. Changes the color of my poop. <laughs> and
1: the color of your lips, too.
0: And the color of my lips sometimes yeah. if I get, get a little dry on the lips. Yeah, that's true.
1: I feel like that's something we haven't really touched on too much. My alcoholism? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not our joint alcoholism. The fact that you've you've had this like red wine kind of, uh, I don't even know what to call it.
0: I, all of my decision making is driven by the color red. That's true. That's a true fact about me. Why? <laughs> fuck, fuck off. Just fuck off. Don't ask <laughs> questions. I don't need to answer you.
1: <laughs> so what is it about the red wines that, that call to you? Is it the cheap price and the
0: high alcohol by volume? Yeah. 8 99 13%. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. That all kind of. Kind of leans into it. Plus, I feel fancy as fuck, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I feel I feel like a commoner mm-hmm. drinking these Ipas. Even a double Ipa mm-hmm. is, I, I'm still Pretty of the common class, folk. You know? But the moment I've got some wine swilling between my cheeks, I feel like feel, a Grecian prince. You're in the high king's court drinking red wine. The Does Greece have princess?
1: I think so. I should know. I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed. So right. Tell I me what's know going what they on. have. Mystios. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mystios. Uh should I tell the kids where they can find this podcast? Yeah, I do, don't think they care. Let's do the plug real quick. Alright, here's a fucking plug. If you've never heard of us, we are the save room. We sit down, we talk about video games, and uh, we do it for way too long. Way mm-hmm. too long. This is gonna be an hour thirty five, I bet. I'm predicting it. I'm predicting I think it's going to push like almost two hours. Almost two hours. I'm going to get
1: so many texts from people, my uncle specifically, (laughs) who's just going to be like, too long, one off the rails, reel Mm -hmm. it in next time. Mm
0: -hmm. You can listen to it in chunks. This is part one, David. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on soundcloud.com slash the save room show or Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And RSS feeds across mm-hmm. the universe, or the re? No, I don't. No, that. we don't no, talk we're about not that talk yet. about Reverse. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to catch us on Twitch, because we like, I, well, I stream you a stream. bunch. You I stream, stream a, a shit bunch. ton. Yeah. You can find me at Twitch.tv/theRedHerb. I told you, mm-hmm. red drives my decision making. <laughs> and whenever we can um, get the rights, the licensing backed, because, because, uh, fucking, what, what do they call them? Wizards, Wizards of the Coast? Wizards of the they Coast. They sued you for Dungeons they and Daniels? Did. They yeah. did. Yeah, it's a nasty dispute. Yeah, nasty them dispute.
1: and Critical Role kind of came together to just kind of like tear my walls down. And I'm just like, you know what? I yeah. came up with it. I thought it was clever. And they're like, you don't even play Dungeons and Dragons. Matthew Mercer has
0: I, no mercy. And
1: I said once yeah. to them, I have played Dungeons and Dragons. Thanks right. Thanks to a friend. You got 5th edition over here. I got 5th edition.
0: I keep on point. Is it still there? It's not
1: there anymore. Okay. That's in one of my drawers. All right. Yeah,
0: he's got he, He's a fucking fan. He, he deserves it. Exactly.
1: Deserves it. Um. And if you wanted to follow us on Twitter, you can find us over at Save Room, at Show? Save Room Show. I beat you. You did.
0: I beat you to it.
1: I bet I didn't see that
0: coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into thy theme... Of this episode, because we wanted to talk about the backlog. Yeah, this was
1: something we kind of planned as well, it was going to happen the same day we did our Game of the Year podcast where we're like mm-hmm. oh we're gonna have you know a major chunk where we just talk about our game of the years cool yeah. it'll be quick right an hour oh <laughs> no and we were supposed to do our backlog kind of in that episode and then we just couldn't because we're too i don't know indulgent yeah and we decided oh we'll do yes. it later and then later became later and then later became a month so yeah this is going to be kind of like our what fourth backlog deep dive another this, kickback
0: well we usually just talk about like oh it's backlog season let me yeah. talk about games that didn't come out four four minutes ago mm-hmm. but this time i think we're trying to get to the root of what is a backlog Mm -hmm. and And how does it improve you as a person
1: Mm -hmm. okay so as long as we answer those two (laughs) questions which i don't know that i'll remember by the end of the episode okay because we're actually this is a kickback we're drinking right now what
0: is it what does it do to you? Yeah.
1: What is it? What does it do to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How does it make you feel?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, what does it do to you? Okay. Right. That's a whole that's umbrella. That's yeah. True. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's a possession? You, you can change it. How does it make you feel? Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Or like, what? It, what is the essence of a backlog? Because I feel like it, you know, boilerplate it is like, you know, that time where it's like a lull of releases and we're just mm-hmm. playing whatever we feel like. But I feel like different people are driven through their backlogs in various ways right for different reasons different reasons yeah. i feel like us we're very know. much like we're mood gamers that's
0: what i want let see that's the heart there it that's is that's the fucking we heart fucking of this episode it. i want to get to what makes you go back to certain games <laughs> or try certain games in okay. these backlog seasons there it is. right that's what i want to figure out we'll get there but before that
1: there's a little bit of gamer news tell me about it um and the thing is like we kind of skipped out on a week or two where we probably could have had like a Girthy amount of of stuff to talk about because, like, a lot's kind of happened. Something we didn't even kind of plan to talk about uh, Mm. is the fact that gamers learned about stocks.
0: Oh, that shit. Game stock. Well, uh, we know so little about stocks that I didn't want to like do a whole yeah. deep-divey episode on it, just because I was like, I don't care that much. It sounds stupid, but the gist of that situation I'll is... i you take this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's these, this thing called hedge funds. Google it. I can't explain it. But mm-hmm. apparently all they do is like they day trade, they flip around mm-hmm. money left and right. And one thing that they like to do is called short-selling. When they look at a stock and its value and say to themselves, this company's gonna fucking tank... What I'm going to do is borrow these stocks from a company, fee, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to wait. Well, I'm going to sell them off to make some money, but mm-hmm. I'm going to wait for this the stocks to depreciate. Then buy back the same amount and to the borrower, just be like, oh, here, here you go. Here's your stocks back. Here's the 10 that I took at a depreciated value because they made a nice little net profit. Mm-hmm. Do it all the fucking time. Well, the common man... Specifically, the <laughs> Reddit figured out how to do this as well, or always knew about it, mm-hmm. and said, well, we don't want this to happen. GameStop was the target in this instance from hedge funds, because they're like, oh yeah, this company's going to fucking tank, which I agree, yes. And... How about we buy up a bunch of stock and we just hold on to it, and then we make sure that the it, you know the value appreciates, mm. fucking over all these hedge funds, making them lose money. They made one of these hedge funds lose like seventy six million like overnight. It's crazy. It's really great to
1: the point where like hedge funds have Wall Street and the government rethinking. And actually, Robinhood, the app of like how certain
0: we're not sponsored by Robinhood
1: companies can be like kind of manipulated in a similar way to where like they're like oh okay so what was it AMC. GameStop and a few yeah, other things, a bunch like, of
0: really like not great looking stocks were, yeah, the targets. Yeah, either.
1: they're like, uh, you can't trade on these right now. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they you
0: can't trade them right now. You can't because you can't affect the market. Was there basically you're saying, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh wait a second. So at a high level, it's just a situation of the fat cats on Wall Street mm-hmm. got mad that the poors figured out how to play their game in mm-hmm. mass, and that's it. And now, like, we're probably going to see some sort of changes or regulation occur here. But mm. I like that there's a lack of sympathy from certain political figures, including AOC. Of course. AOC just like, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, to these hedge funds. Yeah, you got found out, man. It's,
1: it's one of those things, too, where it's like, it's okay when they're the ones benefiting and manipulating and kind of gearing the system towards themselves to kind of like make all that money. But then when the common person. The pores, the pores, And uh, mass decides to do it. Then it's not allowed. It's right? not allowed. Oh no! You can mm-hmm. you can make money, but don't make our money. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh no 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 no! <laughs> we get to take advantage of you, but the moment that you have an advantage, well, that's just unfair. It's like one of those like uh like you're saying the quiet pow- the quiet part out loud by like well it's unfair because you're affecting the status quo where we continue to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that. I love that we get to learn all of these things at once together. Like, nobody knew anything about stocks before this event happened. It was like... The funniest thing, though, it's not about GameStop. No. At all. <laughs> They're just collateral damage, if that, in this story. So that's Yeah, it
1: could have been any other company that mm, seriously. this was about. Um, it's actually funny that it's about GameStop. Yeah. Having, like, you know, both of us, we've worked there. I've worked there, yeah. I think in a, in a kind of... Um, in a way... I don't know that we're rooting for its downfall, but like maybe a little bit. (laughs)
0: Um I'm in I'm impartial. Um I don't like GameStop. I don't care if they fall apart, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically. I know there's a lot of people out there like that that are depending on this company, you know, for Mm -hmm. their day to day, but you know, you you can only give so much sympathy to a corporation, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just gotta watch poor systems fall. And GameStop has always been a poorly managed company. Yeah, so I think that's like, what it comes down to. Yeah, it's poor cool. management from the mm-hmm. top
1: and local... I mean, local managers at the storefront, like, they try and do their best, but it's mm-hmm. like they're always getting kind of pressure from up top to do certain things, schedule people for, like, you know, four hours a week and call that a good week. You call
0: know? it a good week and treat them like car, car salesmen in the meantime, mm-hmm. without the commission. Yeah, totally fucked up. Fucked up company and deserves what's coming to it, yeah. basically.
1: I do like the kind of... Uh, allusion hmm. to like the, how the stocks have been working for, for this entire GameStop situation where some people are like, oh, I guess you've never heard of like GameStop's trade-in value, you know? <laughs> where, where it's like, you buy a thing, it's super expensive, and then you go to tur- trade it back in like a day later, and it's only worth half the price. And it's like, well, yeah, that's uh, their entire model.
0: That is indeed their entire yeah. model. And it's a model that cuts out publishers, and publishers have never been uh, mm. kindly on that notion right remember Mm -hmm. remember a couple years back we saw like companies like ea doing all sorts of nasty shit going like well you need to buy our copy new to get the online pass for these fucking nba 2k games Mm -hmm. and so you won't be able to play online if you get a used copy unless you give us ten dollars so they're just like trying to trying to basically offset whatever losses that they figured GameStop was affecting Mm -hmm. them so they have publishers like outright be like oh you're a You're affecting our bottom line? Like, they're just probably vultures circling right now. (laughs) Just waiting, right? But then again, with digital distribution, I don't know how relevant GameStop is to their business models anymore, right? Probably not. And with the fucking pandemic. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things, too,
1: where it's like, I feel like GameStop was on its way out for the longest time, but then, you know, the shift the past year or so with all digital gaming and the fact that the pandemic has basically kind of killed and and shelved a lot of retailers and... In businesses, it's like, oh, I mean, we've kind of did a soft transition into, like, kind of what the new world is going to be for purchasing, right? Right. And I I always fought against it, where I'm like, oh, we're never going to go all digital. It's going to be a really long time, but even I've made that kind of soft shift here and there, where it's like, ah, if it's a cheap enough game, I'll buy it digitally, like,
0: whatever. I buy way more digitally um, than I ever have. Like, just in the last, let's say, four... Mm -hmm. No, even in the last three years, I've bought more digital than... Ever mm-hmm. in my life, right? And like, especially with uh, how 2020 was, there's a lot of games where I'm just like, mm, I don't need to, I don't need to like mm-hmm. order this physically. Like, it just, yeah, I don't Walmart.
1: need to like go out to a Walmart and yeah. you know, risk other people's safety, just have a physical copy of a game. I hate going to Walmart I for know. games, yeah. Our Fucking... Walmart is the worst. As well. Our
0: Walmart yeah. sucks so it's much. It's the hell mouth. I hope it is the hell mouth. <laughs> Bad things happen in this town because of that Walmart. Mm-hmm. We should write that story. We should, yeah. Fucking walmart in the void oh that's a good one a good i mean one, we right?
1: have another story we have to write first what's that uh the story about uh father and son that we were talking about yesterday on our walk
0: i don't understand <laughs> we had oh a... the sun sundown yes yeah, sundown <laughs> We <Sundown. laughs> we have to find your father yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we fi- we figured out that he has a prophecy where he's got to kill his his estranged sons. yes yeah,
1: because of a prophecy
0: but his sons get wind of a prophecy where they have to kill the father mm-hmm. Right? Like, they know, like, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's playing prophecy games with you guys. Sundown.
1: It's going to be a thing.
0: Yeah. This is real. Um,
1: (laughs) To kind (laughs) of get back on track, another quick thing. I want to talk about this. That happened this week that I thought was really funny is that Capcom yep. came forth and acknowledged everybody's horny thirst for the tall vampire lady.
0: They did nine and, nine feet three, three inches. <laughs> they gave her an
1: actual height. <laughs> well she's nine foot six inches oh, in heels.
0: Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All the right. heels and
1: the hat give a give a boost. Okay. Uh, okay. Some of my favorite things though about this is like you know, just Twitter fan art communities kind of dissecting what gives her the height, right? Some people are like, oh she's probably actually that tall uh, some people think it's like two like normal sized people stacked together, kind of like trench coat style. <laughs> One person, <laughs> like they did, kind of like a four panel of like what could be giving the height, and she's like, "Okay, I like to think that maybe like the top five feet is normal person, but maybe the bottom four feet six inches is just rotten meat."
0: <laughs> <Ugh. Yeah. laughs> no, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah, God, Capcom must be delighted right now that they're such a. Such a f- focus because of, you know, strictly horniness. Oh,
1: they're so happy about it.
0: I didn't know that many people wanted to be, like, crushed by a tall lady.
1: I mean, I talked about it last week. Or, not last week. I talked about it on our last Let's episode. talked about it every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah. That, whether we say it or not, we want to be stepped on and demolished by something taller than us. Usually a tall vampire lady, you know? Oh. Is what it is.
0: I don't know if I've ever had this urge well, before
1: wait until may when wait Resident until may Evil village comes may out May 7th you <laughs> will want to be crushed um also coming this may yeah there's it's a gonna
0: new- be may yeah, oh, I like that. What's up, uh, Mass Effect Legendary? Mass edition. Effect the Legendary yeah. Edition. Aw, oh, dude, I'm so fucking horny. Yeah, I'm gonna gather all the aliens and I'm just gonna motorboat
1: them, fuck them in an alien Saturnalia.
0: <laughs> I actually wish I was more excited. I know yeah, there's like, I'm, I'm kind of the same. A wall of excitement on this game, and I mm-hmm. get it. People are really jazzed about Mass Effect, but I feel, I think time is gonna. It's a lot of like nostalgia hitting with this, and it's weird to say because. Comparatively, Mass Effect's not a very old game or series, but no. I mean, the what first one came out? What like 2000... more than ten years
1: ago? Was it two thousand eight,
0: two thousand nine? Yeah, some thereabouts, thereabouts. So like, it's it's getting it's getting up there in age, and I I just want to say this about Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ever had good choices, <laughs> right? I
1: I think in terms of like the Renegade. Paragon yeah, stuff? the okay.
0: Paragon Renegade stuff, because it's always an example of, like, well, that just doesn't even feasibly fit with the plot, what you want me to do. It's always like, Shepard, are you going to save this orphanage, or are you going to set it on fire? And it's like, what the—no, f- I, I guess I'm going to save it. It seems kind of out of character to yeah. run in and fucking murder all these kids, isn't it? Yeah, that's
1: more of, like, the, the extreme binary that, like, a Bethesda Fallout game would do.
0: Yeah, it's—that's it. It's, it yeah, that's, that's my problem with that series, but uh, two thousand seven one came gotcha. out. Two thousand
1: nine when Mass Effect two came out. Okay,
0: so. gotcha. So, but still, still, I'm 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 delighted that they're going back and actually doing something like, re, you mm-hmm. know, adding four K to it, going back with the resolution. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people are a little butthurt hurt about one big change. Is it the nerfed butts? It is the camera angles. They're reducing the <laughs> amount of Miranda butt shots. Oh no! Apparently, apparently, I was just <laughs> reading about it. There's this like serious conversation where she was talking about like. <laughs> like Who's like she? her parents and shit um oh miranda miranda miranda, miranda. yeah yeah, yeah. they're talking about it. and like the entire conversation just focuses on her ass her well-sculpted ass
1: yeah yeah i feel like that happened a lot in those games where it's like there's a really pressing or serious heartfelt mm. conversation going on and then the camera just pans to something and stays there locked there One moment I'm I'm talking about, you know, Jacob and his cannibal family, and the next I'm looking at his dong. Yeah,
0: (laughs) those those dong scenes were crazy, dude. Like, you could even get, like, the, you know, the big zooms when he's talking. Mm -hmm. You just hold on to to R2, zoom in on his his dong, Daniel? Mm. Daniel with his dong? No,
1: I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is exciting for
1: people who have been just craving it, who only really play Bioware games and have, you know, been hoping to play this for the 50th time through. I think it's you know. also exciting for the people who have never played it before, you know, uh, to get to yeah, experience be the complete trilogy. I know on, um...
0: Actually, I think a bunch of people haven't even played the first one. You know, they're on board with Part 2 because yeah. the first one was 360 exclusive. That was
1: me. I, yeah. I never played the first one, so... Yeah.
0: From what I hear, they're fixing a lot of some of the combat stuff and how the mm-hmm. Mako... Actually, some people are pissed that they're the, taking the away the, the terribleness makeup. of the Mako. Why is that a bad thing? it's that it life thing? at this point because the elevator stuff you yeah know? <laughs> yeah oh the the, the faster low times in yeah. the elevators um i don't know some of it's like you it was an intrinsic part of the original game okay as in like even if it's as a flaw it's still like well that was the flaw part of this art piece i think that's the argument people make where it's like well a director thanks to cgi that's all changed but mm-hmm. for the most part a director can't go back and like Fix everything that was fucking wrong with a movie without it being like a totally altered product. Mm. That's what people are making this to be in the video game world, too, where it's like, well, you're just changing this to like, how do you say, smooth over the blemishes, you know?
1: I mean, I'd rather that than the shit that George Lucas has done. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> you True. Know? Like, I, I think there's nothing wrong with taking a broken mm. mechanic and fixing it.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: what's wrong with that? And uh... if you want that kind of like OG experience, that original game is still there, and I think it still exists on the
0: yeah, just uh, go get a three
1: sixty. The remaster trilogy that happened on PS3, mm. PS4, where they actually bundled all the games together, and that was just like kind of a port.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they port, uh, well, it's just two and three, wasn't it? Uh, one was on that one too. on PS3. Yeah, they put part one on PS3 mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah, really? Yeah, they, that's a true story. It's a true story. EA did that.
1: <laughs> EA did that. <laughs> the company that doesn't do anything for anyone. I, it's actually interesting to see mm. them give love to this.
0: I know. To be honest. I know. Well, I mean, probably because uh, BioWare's name's been dragged through the mud in recent mm. years. And sure. Mass Effect's name has been dragged with it, too, right? Mm. Andromeda is a fucking slam dance meme at this point.
1: Yeah, but do you think, like, a, a hmm. up 4K, all-in, remaster situation is going to, like, be the thing that redeems BioWare in the public? I mean, it's cool.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, because it's like it's already there. Yeah. It's just right, all you're doing is like polishing it up, you know, mm-hmm. to make it modern. But hmm i don't think so probably not (laughs) there's a lot of people that left bioware recently right Mm -hmm. like that mark dara guy that keeps on you know doing the whole ah just when i thought i was out and then he gets like dragged back back into the company or is that casey hudson that gets like in and outed i think casey hudson
1: left as well yeah he left the second time time.
0: yeah exactly that's
1: like kind of telling
0: (laughs) i maybe i don't know i don't know they they say they're working on a new mass effect Mm -hmm. we'll see what that means yeah that was teased when was that Game was that awards. game awards game awards uh gaming's boyfriend jeff keely <laughs> had it at his game awards yeah yeah, yeah. interesting so why aren't you, why aren't you super excited about replaying <sighs> emmy
1: i mean it should be an exciting prospect right you know mm-hmm. up graphics mm. i actually think like when i do play it i'm gonna go and do the FemShep route because they're actually giving that full detail and care across like all the games now um and kind of leaning into that a bit um, and all the contents there, like 40 DLCs, so much game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's actually one DLC that's not included. Oh, it was useless. Yeah, it was due to like corrupted data or something.
0: Uh, they couldn't find it. <laughs> they legit couldn't find actually, the source code. Let me look real quick. It's Pinnacle. It's Pinnacle Yeah, DLC. you're right, you're right. It yeah, um, and it's not super essential. It just gives you like access to some weapons mm-hmm. and other shit. It does nothing to the story. Pinnacle Station, that's what it was. Yeah.
1: Um, so why am I not excited for it? Uh, yeah, I think it's just because I played those games <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to make any different decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'll make the one decision that keeps my love Tali alive for the, for the first time. Oh, I kept her
0: alive. I yeah, don't know how you did that.
1: I, it was an accidental, uh, choice <laughs> where I sided with the geth because I love Legion and it led to Tali's unfortunate suicide. Yeah. I fucked up.
0: Yeah, you I did.
1: I, I wrote a pretty deep blog post about that back in the day when I used to blog. But I, I think it's just one of those things where it's like I had the experience and I'm okay with it. I, mm-hmm. I can maybe keep this thing in my mind as like Mass Effect is one of the great sci-fi action games of our time, right? I just don't have like a super high drive to play through it all again because it's a lot of content too Mm. like that's over like a 100 hours and playing those games back to back to back you know that's probably going to be like a month to two months of my backlog just doing the thing again and there's nothing wrong with that I think I just I'm going to have to really want to commit to it because I know I'm going to want to see them all through is the thing
0: Yeah, Um, and it's coming out May 14th so it's a week after RE8 comes mm -hmm. out I'm going to be playing a lot of RE8 that's my focus same it's also asking
1: me like hey why don't you want to like replay fallout 3 or fallout 4 and it just because like, they're
0: old well, and i did that
1: yeah exactly the, thi- the second part i did that and i'll like, say I, they're old i already did the thing old and, games like, are bad i think i just maybe <laughs> 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 maybe i want to experience the story again in those character interactions because like there's some great stuff in those games mm. like some of the greatest like character interactions and like high-stakes story moments like the second game you're on a fucking suicide mission for 30 hours and
0: it's so cool so driven you fight a giant terminator yeah
1: awesome it's amazing part
0: two's awesome
1: like there's so much of that that i i would like to relive as well but it's like it's just a huge endeavor and maybe i'm just overwhelmed by the thought of it
0: i'm i'm kind of in a similar boat where i'm just like ooh, that sounds really exhaustive and i know that if i start the journey i'm gonna want to like finish it through Mm -hmm. um but i i do want to revisit one in particular because Mm -hmm. i've gotten a lot of two in my life like I, i think that's only Mass Effect I've replayed. Mm. And with part one, there was this kind of sense of discovery in Mm -hmm. that game where unlike part two, which is like, the Reapers are fucking coming, we gotta go, Shepherd, our children are gonna die in space. It's Mm -hmm. like there's this urgency immediately put on top of you from two and three Mm -hmm. that isn't in one. One, you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You're like it's all new to you. You don't even figure out what the Reapers are until the ending of that game. So Mm -hmm. it's I wanna go back to that where it feels like um what I wanted Mass Effect sequels outside of the trilogy to be, where it's just like, discover this really cool universe Mm -hmm. with crazy technology and all these aliens and cultures without this impending doom constantly driving the plot forward. It's it's more of like a walking
1: pace of a game. Where, like, part two starts and, like, Shepard dies. You're like, dead, idiot! It's,
0: it's fucking crazy. <laughs> You're up in space, you dumbass. Yeah, ass.
1: and like I think it only gives you the walking pace of like doing like loyalty missions and side stuff because it's like you have to build up your crew and make them trust you enough to want to die for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I got them all through. But I, I do actually. I love the sense of discovery in those games, like going to different planets and star systems, and just the missions that came with them. You know, the missions I was doing for like. Garrus and fucking
0: uh, Archangel. Archangel.
1: Also um, Garrus. Miranda, uh, right. Jacob. Who's the one guy? Uh, Thane. I love Thane. Thane oh Solus
0: is a. No, yeah. Solus is Dragon Age. Uh, what's his name? He doesn't need a last name. No, no, no. no. Thane Greenboy. No, not Thane. Fucking the other guy. The other alien. The scientist one. Oh. I'm On the very model. Morden. Morden. Yeah, there we Marsalus. go. Yeah.
1: Love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great guy. So I mean we'll we'll get into it. I know we will.
0: Yeah, yeah, hold we'll on. And
1: my my kind of like disinterest isn't like a lack of love for the series because I do mm-hmm. love like those those games. They're very important and kind of I think have shaped a lot of how developers think of like kind of RPGs in terms of like choice driven decisions and like how to build a. A larger-than-life experience where choices carry over from installment to installment.
0: Right. Yeah, I think the, the interconnectivity between those titles is is something that we just haven't seen Mm-mm. in video games. Because it's like, none of your choices in Fallout 3 carry over to 4. Like, that kind of yeah. thing. It was very ambitious for its time. And it's I I, I think
1: the we old, still haven't
0: seen that level of ambition in games since. I think
1: the only games that do this, and I might be wrong. You're wrong. But Telltale's Walking Dead Oh. Where I feel like there's a slight carryover from, like, your decisions
0: from game to Yeah, that's that's there. It's definitely there. It never, ever felt, like, very impactful, though, right? Mm. I always remember in Mass Effect, like, there's an entire alien race, the Rachni, that Mm. you can say, you either live or die. Yeah. And... They show up in part two if you let them live, which is really cool, or part two or part three. And it was super in- interesting, like, re-encountering them and mm-hmm. going like, oh, thank you, dude. Yeah, you saved our queen. Fuck yeah, man. And it's like, okay, shit. Mm-hmm. This feels like an actual universe. So I, I, I want to see that again. That'd be cool to make yeah. those choices. But yeah. What's the other news, doggy dog? Oh, yeah. The
1: last bit of news here before we get into our fucking backlog Royal Rumble. It's about Stadia. You remember Stadia, guys? Yeah
0: um remind me is that the red hot chili peppers album
1: oh stadia arcadia right that's the one you're thinking of no no yeah how's that double album doing (laughs) still hits still hits (laughs) hits. yeah no stadia was google's big streaming uh endeavor and they also had the thought of hey we're gonna Also have kind of in-house gaming studios. We're gonna get like people like Jade Raymond from Ubisoft over, and we're gonna have like this crazy premiere experience. um, Until this past week, when they decided, hey, we're gonna actually shutter our two in-house gaming studios.
0: Ah, the one in Montreal, and the other one was what in California somewhere? Yes, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. And Jade Raymond is leaving Mm -hmm. Uh, Google. All a surprise. So this apparently this shutter is gonna impact 150 developers. Mm -hmm. That sucks.
1: They're trying to like I think internally move those people around to like other parts of the company.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah,
1: according can to you, Kotaku. Can you fucking call somebody up? Uh, like, what are you doing? To I don't have there? Google Connects, but I got Steven Totila's article from Kotaku, oh. where he says, and I quote: "Google will close its two game studios located in Montreal and Los Angeles. Neither had released any games yet. That closure will impact around 150 developers." One source familiar with Stadia operations said. The company says it will try to find those developers new roles at Google, and then, like you said, Jade Raymond, the veteran producer who helped build Assassin's Creed for Ubisoft, and moved on to EA several years ago before leaving to run Game Creation at Stadia, is exiting the company. Um, Google is still going to operate kind of the gaming service and streaming service, and and still kind of do the model it has been doing before. But yeah, it's it's kind of just going to shutter the game studio. And I think there are still plans for first party games to come to the streaming service. That might've been in the works, Mm. but nothing past that. I think there's going to be still like a focus on, Hey, we're going to get second party and third party games to our
0: platform. Cool. Sounds like that's going to be sunsetted within the fucking year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, here we got, uh, there's a quote from stadia's head, Phil Harrison here. We see an, (laughs) who's the arms. (laughs) (laughs) Who's
0: Google's dick?
1: Google's head of Stadia operations, Phil Harrison, will focus on pursuing new partnerships. Quote, we see an opportunity, an important opportunity rather, to work with partners seeking a gaming solution all built on Stadia's advanced technical infrastructure and platform I'm
0: still stuck with the gaming problem. (laughs) We believe
1: this is the best best path to building Stadia into a long-term sustainable business that helps the industry. I see. Um, one of my favorite quotes here, it's kind of yep. towards the bottom when it it was from somebody who was kind of like internally working within the studio, where they said, by many accounts... Please help us! <laughs> yeah, help! <laughs> by, by many accounts, Stadia runs games great, but as a game maker, Google appears to have packed it in. Said one source familiar with Stadia's first party operations, quote, Google was a terrible place to make games. Imagine <laughs> Amazon... But under oh. resourced unquote oh. so yeah oh, no it seems like oh no i mean didn't we kind of recently see the same thing with amazon game studios where they're kind of like abandoning that as well which mm-hmm. just like
0: no they're not abandoning it no it, uh yeah the the new ceo um what's his name something jazzy mm-hmm. jazzy Josh Jones. Philip Jassy. Mm-hmm. Aaron Daz- Jassy. Uh, anyway, he he came from AWS. Okay. Um, the new CEO saying, we still have a commitment to video games. We still want to do that, basically. Okay. But um, I think you're referring to the Bloomberg article that Jason Schreier put yeah, out saying that, you know, interviewing all those people saying, like, why hasn't Amazon Studios produced anything tangible? They've mm. canceled more games than they've released. And then, um, unprecedentedly, They also released a game that they unreleased. (laughs) That's what it is. I think that was Crucible. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it seems to me is that big tech, for some reason, despite their resources, Mm -hmm. has an issue making video games. And I think part of that is, to them, a product is a product, Mm -hmm. whereas in actuality... There's a very high bar in the video game industry. Mm. We're talking about projects that take years. And I don't Mm. mean like, oh, you can get it within 18 months. I mean, it takes five years for some of these projects. And you have to throw 500 heads at it Mm. to make these big, splashy experiences. And I think that's what Stadia and Amazon wanted to make Mm. and just didn't understand that, like, oh, this is is not something that's going to, like, take a thin staff Mm. and, you know, however many. Like, 150 sounds like a small... To me, it's like okay, 150 people can produce a medium-sized game, mm-hmm. right? Like a studio, and I think it came down to an issue where Google just got impatient. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? You didn't even give them a year to work on a game.
1: It's you're right. It, it takes a long time for these things to kind of come to fruition, and I feel like you had to have come into it with sort of an idea. It's it's one thing to have like an established studio mm-hmm. working off established IP. And even then, it's still going to take like three to five years sometimes to kind of turn out a game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's kind of kind of crazy to think like having actually just watched uh, the Raising Kratos documentary ah. and kind of seeing how long it took for kind of God of War twenty eighteen to come together and how much mm-hmm. of it actually only really came together in like the last two years. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. It's crazy to see how how all that came together in such a, a short time frame. And I I'm thinking, yeah, like Google amazon these tech companies that just think they can throw money and resources at a thing can make something happen overnight you know it's like hey we're gonna hire all this talent hey we're gonna throw money at it hey you're gonna have all this kind of -of state-of-the-art streaming technology Mm -hmm. and resources but like even still there are creative minds that need to come together to make a thing happen and it still doesn't happen right away it takes time yeah it takes kind of vetting Mm -hmm. and seeding like the idea and trial and error right like Okay, cool. I can have a cool idea for a thing and a mechanic, but does that mechanic work through and through? Does it break the game? You know, there's so many, like, kind of moving parts.
0: Yeah. I I think another kind of conflict with the mental model between, like, let's say a gaming company versus a tech company Mm -hmm. is that it's entertainment media Mm -hmm. that you, here's what's like, you know, what they're unused to is that the, Uh, how do you say creatives have to spearhead a project like that because they're finding the fun in a project they're trying to make it like hey this is a game first and foremost instead of having this kind of like oh well product people are going to spearhead this and work on this mm-hmm. in a very mechanical, data-driven way, yeah. which I think Google and Amazon both have that issue of like, yeah, you're never going to make anything that's fucking fun because all you're saying is just like, yeah, it's just X, Y, Z, you know? Not instead of saying like, no, dude, this is our Halo, <laughs> right? Like, as if that, to them, that means nothing, mm-hmm. right? So I think it was always kind of a mismatch with that. I think the best thing that they could have fucking done instead of just saying, hey, we're going to we're gonna recruit super talented people from the mm-hmm. gaming industry, but then apply our Google way to it, mm-hmm was to say we're just gonna buy a studio that's already doing what they're doing. Right? That would have been the best way to do it. it. Honestly. Should have just done that. Find a good studio, dump some resources, maybe switch around some talent and go make us a fucking game. Mm -hmm. But then the waiting game is a problem. Sure. And I think the other thing that hurt was that Stadia wasn't a runaway success out of the door. No. So for them they're just like, oh God, we are probably losing a lot of money on this investment fuck this game studio right yeah
1: i mean th- the whole launch of like the founders edition and kind of seeing shortcomings on that front and then hearing kind of like the community feedback about it as well where it's mm-hmm. like okay this is not what we were hoping for yeah it's cool to get to play things like wherever wherever there's a chrome browser i can play a fucking stadia game and that's neat right but it's cool gotta be, it's got to be more than that is the thing and it's a bummer because like I, I love video games, but it seems like it's just, it's more coming from a, a point from these companies of like, how can we tackle this market without understanding it first? Mm. And just saying that we have another avenue of making money, right? it's It seems like it came less from a place of passion and more of just like, we need to have our hands in everything.
0: We want our version of this thing. Exactly. We, <laughs> w- we want our bite to the pie uh-huh. essentially right yeah it's it's all bad faith getting into the gaming industry mm-hmm. like i know i will always say that when a big tech company uh, tries to enter the fray i'll be like ah, yeah you probably have the wrong idea behind this yeah i think it's um it was a painful painful road for microsoft to get into gaming mm-hmm. you know a lot of people were very derisive of the xbox project mm-hmm. you know coming out of the gate and they were doing things like trying to say like hey let's try to by nintendo and then getting (laughs) laughed out of the room for a lot of these fucking meetings dude Mm -hmm. like they just didn't get it you know but it took time they started getting the right talent Mm -hmm. they had a killer fucking ip to build an empire off Mm -hmm. of it was just a culmination of right place right you know time kind of thing Mm -hmm and gaming is like that right like you're saying that it took fucking however many years to get God of War into shape and then it didn't really come together until like the end stretch Mm -hmm. that's gaming doggy dog (laughs) and that's something that big tech will just never want to like sign up for Mm -hmm. they want to make a fucking formula for hit machines basically Mm -hmm. and when they can't do it they go fuck just destroy it all right yeah
1: they want their games (laughs) to come together as fast as their tech does and it's just like it's different you know you're working with more mechanical industries versus a creative industry With a lot of moving parts.
0: Right. And And your design goal isn't to solve an everyday problem like involving toilet paper. Mm -hmm. No, you're trying to make engrossing media Mm -hmm. with stories yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's pretty telling to like that jade raymond didn't stay on with google and it's just kind of oh, like yeah. yeah i gotta go like i'm gonna do another project i got to dip and i mean best of luck to her I, I hope she you know comes out of the other end of this and and you know finds a team and works on a new game that we can all like you know love in a few years because i could have
0: told any of these yeah. motherfuckers it was a bad idea to sign up to google like when i hear like oh they're getting great primo uh talent i'm just like y'all it's just a paycheck mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a paycheck that's probably dragging you in i'm sure the offer was very attractive Mm -hmm. wow you guys you guys probably heard that off mic but
1: he knocked over a bottle by mistake that knocked over a a, a mug i'm sorry god damn
0: it i just had you know just one beer i'm sorry jade raymond wherever you are i wish you the best and make those cool games
1: good stuff that'll be our kind of Segue
0: Jade Raymond, wherever you are, I wish you the best. Please make all those cool games. Yeah,
1: Jade. No, Jade Shade, we wish you the best. <laughs> all right, Kevin, I think that is enough on the news front that we kind of haphazardly researched. Uh, let's get we into talk this... about news for too long. We definitely talked about news for too long. So,
0: let's what are we like an hour in
1: 45 minutes? Actually, okay, not cool. too bad, but <laughs> backlog. What did we say were the two points? What's a backlog,
0: and how does it burn? How? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the second is, uh, how does it make you feel? Okay. There which we go. It's too nebulous. I want to know what what drives your backlog. Mm-hmm. But let's let's answer this question. So, what is a backlog, right? So, mm-hmm. we're trying to say that it's games that you don't get to at release, mm-hmm. which for a A lot of people is not a thing that they do, which is play games at release. Uh, Look at anybody with a Steam library. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I know a lot of people who have a Steam library that's like 200 games deep, and they probably touch like
0: 120th of those games. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So, okay, cool. So, backlog games are Mm. games that you don't play right away. Or,
1: sometimes it's games that you do play Mm -hmm. and come back to at a later time. Because, like, maybe... There's plenty of examples of like, okay, I need something to play between releases, and then that release comes out, and I'm like, alright, I'm going to shelve, uh, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot, and then come back to it when I have like a down day, right?
0: Okay, so at this point, let's refer to those games as boomerangs. Okay. Okay? Because oh. uh, the games that that come back to us, right? Because I have a few. In fact, I want to talk about a boomerang later on mm-hmm. that I've been loving, and I, I think it's like, okay, let me answer this. So when... My hand <laughs> needs to decide mm-hmm. what game, what flavor, right? I think um, part of it is maybe, um, I like revisiting games at different ages. Mm-hmm right where like even things where i'm like you know people really talk about this title as being like really heady and legendary and this and shit and i played it as a kid and it didn't like you know it didn't do Mm -hmm. anything for me i like going back to games like that right interesting yeah and i think mgs5 was one of those games Mm -hmm. for me where when i played it i was like i don't know what's going on (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah and it was like a bad time for me to play it right i think i was going through a breakup
1: yeah, I think yeah. that was, like, what, 2015-ish? 2015
0: 2015, yeah. yeah, going through a monstrous breakup. I I, I couldn't figure out what Kaz Miller wanted mm-hmm. or fucking Revolver Ocelot telling him about nukes and stuff. I was like, my heart is being nuked.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't play this. But there was, like, the through line that you always told me where it's like, hey, this game is at least fun, and I love faulting people. Oh, I love faulting these motherfuckers. To my mother base. Oh, my
0: God. Um, so what, what, what drives your decision-making oh. when it comes to, like, I'm going to go back to this game or not? I mean, for me, sometimes it's, like... I think it's okay. So, the
1: backlog itself, right? It's for me, it's a thing that occurs in between major releases. If I have a lull, because I, for the podcast, we definitely try and keep like present with the games we know we want to play, right? Yep. And keep up with stuff so we can stay current, have our conversations, have our review cast in kind of like timely manners. But in between those spells, I've revisited these games that maybe I always had an interest in playing or maybe picked up once and it didn't resonate with me but mm. i knew there was still some merit worth going back to right
0: when, when we talk about that merit do you, is it just like other people talking about the game and saying like it's great or is it for you you're just like there is something here mm-hmm but I'm not feeling it right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, it's it's both, actually. Okay. Where it's like, sometimes it's either you or other influencers, or maybe like Twitter kind of stuff. I'm an
0: influencer?
1: Twitter circular conversation oh where a thing boomerangs back, and it's like, everybody's talking about this now, and they love it, and it's like, well, shit, now I have this yeah. this FOMO, but also it's, the recognition that, like, FOMO. something is good, but maybe right. it didn't hit with me at a time, you know? And I think, actually, you probably have more of those instances than I do. Of FOMO?
0: No, things may I'm jealous not... of people with partners that they've been with for a lot of years. Same. I can't really seem to make a relationship last more than five metal gear solid came out of the
1: worst fucking time ton- no i'm kidding go ahead <laughs> um where i think you have more of those instances like when i think of games like metal gear solid for you or bloodborne where it's like you played oh, it it didn't work for you that's a and good then boomerang you, then you came back like years later okay for me i have less of those instances and more of like i had an interest but i need to want to play it and also i'm a mood gamer right I want to play this game when I want to play it, whether it's a shooter or an open world game or an action adventure, like whatever the case may be, I got to play it when I want to play it when I'm in that mood. Like one that I'll briefly touch on that we'll dive into towards the end is like, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? And that's a huge open world game. That's <laughs> the biggest open world game it's, I've it's probably played length, yeah, yeah. in the last like five or so years. Mm. And it's daunting, but I'm having a fucking blast it's with it. It's
0: incredible because you hate open world games. Yeah.
1: And I think when it came out, like the idea of playing it, I was like, no, miss me with that shit. Right. Yeah, 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 but yeah. now it's like, since I have the time, I have months until Mass Effect Legendary Edition comes out. That This is like <laughs> what I
0: want to spend my time with. So. Do you view release dates as just like deadlines for what you can accomplish? Sometimes, yeah. I think last year was like that for me. This year, 2021 doesn't feel like that so much. Because like there's there's RE8, Mm -hmm. which is like my most excited game we i can't think of anything past that we don't know enough about the fall right like there's and there's not much else and i'm just like oh shit i'm gonna drop everything for this like yeah. what persona scrambles coming out i don't know, I don't know. that's fine
1: I, I think for that too like i feel like i need to play through persona 5 to really get the full yeah, story i'd, of it I'd rather
0: backlog motherfucking persona yeah. 5 royal because i've always wanted to go back to it
1: it's interesting because like 2020 was this massive year of of releases for yeah. games that were scheduled and maybe got delayed a little bit and then came out whereas 2021 is this kind of like unknown landscape <laughs> people are saying oh yeah like death loop oh overwatch 2 all these games are gonna come out and i'm like
0: overwatch is not coming this. out this year by the way no
1: it's not yeah and anybody who thought it was is fucking insane <laughs> I overwatch know. 2 and diablo 4 are probably not coming out till either back end of 2022 yep. or 2023 know that now i'm so sorry for your loss
0: where, wow, we got yeah. fucking uh dastardly Daniel yeah. here. <laughs> Listen,
1: I got half a beer and letting feeling you know, know what's lo- going. Lo- pretty on. lucid oh, in, in oh the moment God. here. God. Whereas, like, we just don't know what's coming after May, and it's it's weird. It's gotta be May. <laughs> I wish I could sample that for this episode, but do like, it. I don't, don't want to get the hard
0: strike from JT oh shit yeah. dude okay cool if you get enough dmca strikes jeff keighley stops being your friend oh no yeah, he's a friend of all gamers but and a lot of twitch streamers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
1: i guess let's just kind of jump into the conversation right 2020 yeah. like 2020 dis- backlog yeah despite
0: it was a big year for backlog
1: it was a huge year for Backlog. i think i
0: played more old games than new games for sure
1: which is insane because there were so many new games that came out
0: uh, yeah, yeah, but there was something about well, well we had way more free time on our mm-hmm. hands, obviously, sure. right? Yeah, you know, we
1: weren't like going on like Tinder dates or like you know going out yeah. into the city. No. Uh, we were just staying at home, rolling from bed to desk and gaming in between, <laughs> right? So, it's
0: true. Rolling from bed to desk.
1: <laughs> that's all we were doing. And that's in all our
0: corporate boy
1: prisons. That's all we're still doing. It's maddening. Yeah. But talk to me here real quick about maybe yeah, some don't. of like your 2020 gaming highlights. Cause mm, I have a list. I think we're playing some unique stuff right now and maybe that'll be the back end of the episode. I wanna, yeah.
0: I want to talk about like the the first wave twenty twenty one backlog but we'll yeah. get to that right
1: so, so like, what were some highlights for twenty twenty there's some big you?
0: highlight it's a big year I'm missing a lot of stuff but I was thinking like what were like the benchmark like backlog titles for me and my first one my first one to be like yo this is like my proudest one is mm. going back to Resident Evil remake the one that they put on PS4 and Xbox oh. One and actually getting the fucking platinum in that game
1: yeah you rolled hard in that
0: yeah that's something that i said i, I would never do because i looked through the list and i was like oh no i gotta like grab all items uh-huh. i gotta fucking do like five different replays to like fight invisible mode enemies mm-hmm. fucking go knife only knife only oh god i'm remembering all of the pain that or I like touching every corner of the maps
1: yeah 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 it, 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 there was a lot dude. you did so much work i think you platinumed it on stream, right? It and did. you got a love letter from.
0: So, if you beat the game on real survival mode, which uh-huh. um, I love this actually, if you know anything about Resident Evil, like there's something called item boxes. Mm. And the item boxes are magic. Mm. <laughs> so, if you put an item in an item box, well, if you find another item box, regardless if it's, like, five rooms away or ten rooms away, mm-hmm. it'll have those same items. It's a shared inventory because video game Yeah, magic. of course. Real Survival says that doesn't make sense. If you put items in an item box, that's you gotta go back to that same item box. Which is
1: really <laughs> cool to have that kind of grounded philosophy and approach.
0: Yeah, so by the time I got to that mode, I had to internalize, like, a bunch of the game of, like, what are the, what are the best, like what's the best order of operations to it. Mm. And this is a fascinating thing too. like overall of sometimes in my backlog, these boomerangs Mm. aren't just about like, Oh, let me just revisit this for funsies. Sometimes Mm. it's like, Hey, there's some stuff that I didn't do. Like, there's some trophies I didn't grab. Mm-hmm. You know? And maybe this is a like not a relatable conversation for a lot of gamers because some people are like, I don't give a fuck about trophies. I play most of my games on the Switch like a fucking pleb. <laughs> <laughs> but trophies are a great force function to see yeah. everything that was coded in there.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing that a lot of people don't understand. It's like these trophies, while well, it's like oh, it's a useless kind of ecosystem of things that like only exist on your console and your TV screen, but some of those trophies guide you to corners of the map content that you wouldn't otherwise see or get to. And it's really interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so in my, my pursuit of this platinum, yeah. and to keep in mind resident evil, favorite franchise of all time. Sure, you're wearing the shirt and I really am right now. <laughs> and uh, that same girl that complicated, uh, complimented my uh, coat was mm-hmm. talking to me about the resident evil lady. Cause mm-hmm. I was wearing this grocery, this grocery store girl is Like she's in my head yeah. these days. She's not nine she's, foot six free. though. No, she's not, but so. she can step on me. But, um... So, <laughs> <laughs> so Resident Evil, I love Resident Evil. Fuck. This is a remaster of a 2002 remake of a 1996 video game. Yeah. That's the context. And I have never seen a message from the director, the creator, mm-hmm. Shinji Mikami, but you get it after beating real survival mode. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, hey, we made this mode, we made this game for super fans like yourself. Mm-hmm. And I like I was on stream and I just got emotional about yeah, it. You I cried. was like, "Oh my!" No, I didn't cry. Fuck you. He cried. <laughs> so many people could vouch for that. Chelsea, Nick, they can't Vargas- vouch for shit if they're dead. Okay, <laughs> you, you just stop it. Fuck. You're putting your friends at risk.
1: <laughs> no, I've
0: been staying at home for the last ten months. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So that's what I really loved about plunging back into that game, right? Seeing something new about even games that you feel like you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Right, which is really really cool. Um, that's why I often go back to games like Bloodborne, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, stuff like that. And for both of us, Assassin's Creed was a cool one mm-hmm. to like. Well, no, you're playing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah, it's been cool. That's neat. What's what's a tell me about a favorite 2020 backlog game for you, dude? So. I mean, I have
1: a list of backlog games, because you know I love lists, and I actually, I have it broken into two separate lists, all the backlog games, (laughs) and then actually my Platinums of the Year through said backlogs as well. Platinums of the Year. But I want to go with some of my highlights, and I have four of them specifically that I think just kind of stand out. Um, One of my favorite backlogs that I played this year, and it was actually towards the start of quarantine, it was, I think, maybe before Doom Eternal came out and i was like, I needed something to play uh and i was just kind of like all right what can i bide my time with and i remembered that i had downloaded what remains of edith finch like maybe two years oh. ago and i was like all right let me play this i don't know if it was just because i had listened to a recent podcast where somebody was talking about it whatever but it seemed like a fairly short experience and i sat down with it and i beat it in a night like a, <laughs> actually a sitting it was like three four hours and like One of those, like, kind of narrative games that I was just enraptured with the entire time, and I knew nothing about. So, like, everything was a mystery, and every, like, new area I went to, every new part of that house just kind of, like, it blew my mind. Because, like, it really lent itself to exploration and just finding out what the next beat of the story was. And I was fascinated by, like, that whole... That whole Finch, like, estate, like, it was so cool to see (laughs) how, like, the rooms were designed and each character within the family tree had their own unique story that led to their demise and then you kind of played through each scenario and, like, I haven't played a lot of games like that, like, I haven't played Firewatch, I haven't played, like, Virginia, Uh, everybody goes to the rapture, but this is one of those games kind of in that genre that will forever resonate with me because it was just so well packaged And everything about it was just so cleanly executed.
0: Yeah, I I watched you playing... um, Weren't you playing the Halloween portion of the game? I walked in and watched it. I was like, what is this game? Mm -hmm. And I downloaded it too. Because I was like, yeah, I think I added it. Because it was like a free game one Mm -hmm. month, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit, I already have it. So I played it through. (laughs) Like, we played it basically Mm -hmm. at the same time. First of all, it is the best walking sim game Mm -hmm. ever made. Yeah. Ever made. And there's some... Exemplary examples like, um, I like saying exemplary examples like that's some good. fucking uh Claudio that's from my exemplary <laughs>
1: example, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: how he would do it. No, you're right, though. That's exactly he'd be wearing a fucking stormtrooper hat yeah, while doing it. Too. It's so good, god, Claudio, speak Claudio. <laughs> so <laughs> it is the best walking sim game and i played some great games like uh gone home firewatch are amazing i think they're all peak but that one's so fucking amazing yeah i'm so glad that i went back to that game after going like oh let me add to my library but i'm not gonna play it because like all those games start to blur in in my mind as far as like when we're talking about them not Mm -hmm. necessarily the experience of playing them Mm -hmm. where i'm like when i saw what remains of edith finch i couldn't separated my mind from the vanishing of ethan carter yeah because it's like the same cadence in the title for some reason yeah
1: i think there's some (laughs) where it's like you kind of just associate them all very much as the same game and this isn't that like it's it's very much a personal first person story you play as edith you walk through this old house that she grew up in you learn about her family you learn about the tragedies within and it's so compelling and then the end loop is just like Holy shit, I just didn't think this game would go there in like a 3 to 4 hour span. Mm-hmm. Like it's so cool and I like I can't recommend it enough. I think Giant Sparrow did magic with that game and I really just I want to see what they'll do next because yeah. like, I I think they can only top that.
0: God, do you remember yeah, the, so the 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 story about I forget which Finch it was, but he worked at the um the cannery? It was one of her brothers. One of her brothers, yeah. right? God, that was that one will haunt me for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. It's
1: sad, like right? it, it. It's got humor. It's very bizarre at times, but and it was
0: also like kind of talking about this this dude's mental health. Yeah, right. And like everything was like kind of an allegory in his head, mm-hmm. and then like to figure out what's actually happening. I don't want to spoil it, but it's like, fuck.
1: it's <laughs> one of the interesting gameplay segments too, where it makes you use both sticks in different ways, where yeah. you're doing a motion with like the left stick, and then the one you're doing with the right is completely opposite it's so cool yeah so
0: weird but so yeah. like I, I haven't done that in a game that, yeah. that's a very special one
1: that's I like have. that's probably the top of like my backlog just because yeah. like when i think about it i'm just like few games have given me that first playthrough experience and i don't think many will top it yeah honestly. there's these
0: gold mine games mm-hmm. that it's just like for whatever reason like when it came out you just didn't get around to it right mm-hmm. like there's still games that i want to go back to that i know that are good but i haven't like Tacoma mm-hmm. yeah I want to go back to that one eventually but yeah it's it's so nice when you land on these fucking gold mines and go like mm-hmm. yo dude what is this and it feels it, it mm-hmm. feels odd like a good game will always be, be a good. good game yeah right that's but what Miyamoto the, always says. it feels odd talking like in 2020 about Edith Finch and people going like uh what spurred this on and it's like I don't know
1: yeah <laughs> I just I, I needed something to play I saw it in my library and I just had the kind of craving for it and that's right. just kind of what it is like I'm a
0: fucking mood gamer. I'm a mood gamer, um, dude. I go where the mood goes. Kind,
1: kind of to spurn off what you just said, where sometimes like a game doesn't quite hit or you don't fully get to it when like it Like originally when you play. Yeah, it? Yeah. Um, Judgment was a game that I fully gave ah, like an entire shakedown in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, where I think I started it the summer it came out, and then I just kind of dropped off for whatever reason. Maybe it was the repetition or maybe like another big release came out, and then it was also your game. So I yeah. Just where's my near? Stop playing it. It's on the shelf somewhere. It's so on the shelf somewhere. That'll make it through this backlog Jesus season. Christ. I promise. Okay. Um. But Judgment was one of those games where it's like I played it. I got like two. I got to the third chapter, I think, and then I just kind of stopped playing for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then I picked it back up with the intention of just going hard as fuck on it. And I'm so glad because like, like I've only played two RGG games that, and obviously, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which we've talked about a bunch. But it it's such a cool experience coming from like that studio as like kind of a like it borrows from the Yakuza lineage of like, hey, we're going to do a brawler. But it's also like different genre altogether as kind of like a crime noir detective game and just kind of running with the framework of like Kamurocho and the entire systems that they've had in place before. It just it was so cool. And seeing it run on um, that engine, too uh is it the dragon Dragon engine engine. god like it just it ran so well and it it kind of like turned my head like to rgg games where it's like i you've played a bunch of them and you're probably going to talk about some of them in this backlog episode as well where it's like i watch you kind of like in the passenger seat play a bunch but this is one that like it worked for me because i hadn't played the other ones and there's no bar of entry it's like it's its own entity and it's modern, and it's just like just you got to pass in. the
0: bar if you want to be a lawyer.
1: And there you go, bingo bango. There you go. And it's just so <laughs> cool. Like it's an interesting story about like this murder case that turns into like more than you. Could talk is next lawyer. Is. I know. Yeah.
0: The kids at home may not know.
1: The kids at home should just play Judgment.
0: You should just play Judgment.
1: There it is. That's the Kevin stamp of
0: approval. Just fucking play. It. Just
1: play it. It's so good, and it's coming to Xbox uh finally with
0: the, uh yeah i think so and yeah. then there's a ps5 upgrade that looks like garbage <laughs> it kind of looks boby looks fucking yeah. bad i don't know why. Like, what is going on there yeah, yeah they tried they did try yeah. yeah but
1: judgment is one of those games where it's like i'm, I'm glad i finally saw it through end to end because the middle to end story blew my mind <laughs> with like that kind of like hey there's this alzheimer's <laughs> drug and the reason that kind of talk on on his journey is like he, I mean, he just wants to know, right. He has this curiosity as a detective and a lawyer and he's just motivated to kind of find out the truth of it all. And sometimes the truth, like it hurts. (laughs) Like some of the things he uncovers along the way, is just like, it bites deep.
0: It's one of the most um, hard hitting plots out yeah. of like the RGG games or Yakuza, right? Yeah. And I will say, Judgment is better than most Yakuza games. Mm. Like, that just has to be understood, right? I know it's a spin off, but like, it's anything but lesser. Yeah. yeah. Judgment's a very good game. It's so good. And
1: it's got Kaido, and he looks good in that shirt. Yeah, he's good. You know, I don't look good shirt. in any shirts like he does. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You don't so, wear button ups very often. I used to back All in the, the old time. World. You used to also wear dicky shorts daily. They had a good cell phone
1: pocket. What do you <laughs> want from me?
0: That's what it was, huh?
1: I I'm sure you had your own trajectory for how you wanted to talk about stuff, but since we're here, tell me about like this Yakuza fucking This is that you this
0: has on. been like a year long backlog <laughs> yeah. endeavor, right? Like I, I made a pact with myself to play every <laughs> Yakuza title and I did. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't do it sequentially. Because fuck that. Who cares? (laughs) Right? Um, So I ended up doing it in this order. It was... Kwame Mm 1? It was... I think part 6? Oh, shit. Uh, No, no, no. How it was, it was a little bit of part 6. Because I was waiting for Kwame 2 to come in the mail. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to Kwame 2 after learning how it played. The Dragon Mm -hmm. Engine plays in 6. And then did Kwame 2? finish 6! skipped all everything in between right <laughs> and then waited for the remastered collection to come out for three four and five. Oh wow perfect timing play those motherfuckers right and then did zero i'm just gonna put it out there i don't mean the diss zero or anything but i it's one of my lesser liked yakuza games oh, okay i just did not have that great of a time i thought the game was just a little too overstuffed mm-hmm. and a little boring like it's just so much it you know how some games uh, some yakuza games are just like wow i'm in for like a bunch of dialogue bubbles for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. That game is nothing but dialogue bubbles forever. <laughs> like yeah, and over and it's not and over just over across it. like the story.
1: It's across like every new and, system and thing it wants yeah, to give you.
0: Yeah, everything. It's it's like, it's too much. It's mm-hmm. such a, like, I just don't think it has good pacing uh, out of the rest of Yakuza's. But um, I'm glad that I did the entire endeavor. It was a very long endeavor. Um, I have some surprising favorites out of it too.
1: Yeah. So like, I, I saw you go through, like, this arc of just, like, incredible scenarios where you're <laughs> fighting bears and you become a pop, like, idol, like, superstar.
0: Right. You yep. save an
1: orphanage. Like, there's all this that. shit going on. That's I did all of that, right?
0: Part three is one of my favorites. Really? It is a very archaic Yakuza. People complain about it a bunch. Those people are absolutely weak. They <laughs> uh, have no strength in their bodies, brittle bones, and bad opinions. Okay. Part three is fan-fucking-tastic. Kiryu has got a dad shirt. The entire game, entire <laughs> game. Hawaiian Dad shirt. You're 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 near a beach the whole time. You're raising kids. You're, you're trying to impart good, you know, morals to them, right?
1: Different location altogether, right?
0: Yeah, you're out there in uh, what was Saltenbury or uh, I forget Oni something. It doesn't matter. They're all places, but you're out there at the orphanage, right? You know, taking care of your kids, trying to put your crime life behind. Mm. god damn it, if that crime life doesn't come find you, of course I love it. It's 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 just because it's, it's a boomerang. It's intrinsic yakuza, right? Four and five, they're good, they're good. Um, different character focus, though. Yeah, because they do the whole split narrative thing where you play as different characters throughout. Okay, R. R. Martin, I know. Right, <laughs> um, and there's characters introduced that just never get revisited because they suck. There's a cop in part four that you play as mm-hmm. bullshit. A cab, mm-hmm. uh, part <laughs> five you also play as a character that i think is thrown thrown to the wolves as well hmm. but they don't give a shit but Sajima comes back yeah that's um majuma's bro saijuma's cool saijuma's cool i hate playing as him mm-hmm. but he's a cool character i liked fighting him in in
1: that one game i played
0: oh yeah? Spoiler, yeah spoiler 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 yeah yeah that was like the cap-off to my whole yakuza odyssey doing part seven and seven's one of my favorites yeah. absolutely but yeah it was it was an interesting journey right i think um i have high, a higher tolerance of like going back and forth between gameplay styles uh-huh. and stuff where some people would be like oh I play kuami 2 let me see what uh part 3 remastered is and just get slapped in the face with the fact that it's like an early generation ps3 game like yeah, yeah. of course <laughs> they do not play the same but yeah i had a great time i i'm glad that i did all of them i think incuse is great uh i'm gonna keep the series like any new development i'm always gonna be excited for you know i want them to do the um the remasters of the samurai ones or no just like localize them Mm. yeah that's what it is didn't you buy fist of the north star too I did! That's a part of the backlog, too. (laughs) Fists of the North Star, the RGG game that they did that plays kind of like Yakuza, but it's way bloodier and shit. (laughs) Uh, I I had fun with that. I need to go back to that Mm -hmm. one. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, I think you played it, like, once or twice, and that was kind of it.
0: That that was kind of it. I got it on sale. I was like, this is cool. Let me try this. I'm an RGG fan, you know. But, yeah, didn't didn't get too hard into it. Hmm.
1: Looking at some of my other ones here, so I guess, like, I can actually divide these into... Like, re-returns, and then first experiences. Boomerangs.
0: Boomerangs.
1: Because I do have a few first experiences in here, and I will kind of run through these ones on their own, because they're pretty quick. River City Girls was one that I got into pretty hard. I love that game. I think it's a very, like, well-done beat-em-up, um, based off of the River City Ransom series. And I know that you prefer Streets of Rage 4. Yeah! I've it. I get it. Um, It is what it is. (laughs) Plays way better. But that was one of those games where actually like I went super hard on it. And that was actually my first platinum of 2020. Oh, wow. Um, Not the most enjoyable platinum, mind you. There's some kind of grindy stuff where it's like you have to collect every type of enemy. And that part kind of got annoying after a while. Where like you beat them to a certain point to where they beg and then you can just kind of recruit them so i had to do that for every variant of the game and some of them only spawn in certain areas but i like the game a lot super fun i liked the kind of leveling system that it had in terms of a, its beat-em-up uh, mechanics and playing across the two characters is really cool that was one that i played for the first time this year the messenger was also another one where like i kind of i wish i gave it more of a shake because um, it's really really special uh, in terms of kind of like side-scroller, like hack-and-slash um, games and kind of platformers. And it's got kind of like a level of writing that I just did not expect. Like where everything about that game is like a thousand times funnier than I could have ever imagined. And I actually, I really love the the time mechanic that they have in place. Uh, spoilers, if
0: you... You've done this like 15 times on this podcast. Exactly. we are like, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> It goes from NES to SNES graphics. I didn't do that this time, dude. That's a selling point. Why? Why is that like a spoiler for that fucking game? Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of a a big like hype point for that game. But yeah, going between like the two kind of like eras and like hearing the differences between like the 8-bit and 16-bit music is really really neat. Um, That's one that I need to go back to because I think when I hit the 16-bit portion and you go back through some of the earlier areas, like some of the level design and kind of like map mapping kind of like fucked me up where i'm like "Ah, it's not like a straight linear experience anymore because you have to like metroidvania like you go back to other areas when you have new abilities and some of it felt kind of convoluted
0: uh Mm. but
1: really great game they did an expansion that i totally missed so hopefully i'd like i get into that at some point another first one that we both got into really hard what could it be is Saber Interactive's World War Z. Oh my god. And fuck that game.
0: Yeah, we were amazing. going toward the platinum I know. in that game, <laughs> but we got fucked we got fucked up on the whole hard mode bullshit. We did. We did. Hard mode's hard. Yeah. Hard mode's really hard. But um god damn it. Talk about a successor to Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. That game delivers. It is so fun. I, I I got callbacks to the old days of like, hey, come on, guys, we gotta play no mercy tonight, mm-hmm. right? That's what it felt like getting into World War Z, and the PVP wasn't bad either. Actually, no, actually really good. I got kind of I got, really got, got kind handy at the uh, PVP. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I'm doing well and not getting annoyed because typically I really don't like third person PVP. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just doesn't well end up well for me. It
1: had kind of the interesting flavor of like, well, okay, the the loop of the game is like you're fighting. Against hordes of zombies, right? Uh And you would be doing normal PvP stuff, like capturing like scraps to kind of like build for your base, or do like kind of like capture the flag, like control point sort of stuff. But then every like few minutes or so, an alarm would go off, like horde incoming, and like (laughs) you would then have the situation where like it would cut through a part of the map that you were either controlling, or maybe your enemy team was kind of controlling, and you could turn the horde on them. And it was just, like, a really cool mechanic that was, like, interspersed through that PvP that, like, God. just really worked.
0: And we got so good at it. We got yeah. all the trophies for most of PvP out yeah. of that, right? Except for I think there's one for, like, doing a thousand online matches.
1: Yeah, it's, like, a hundred. It's it's a lot.
0: It's it's so much. But yeah. they should make a fucking uh, PS5 upgrade for that game. We'll they get should. back into it real hard if that's the case. Yeah. Right? They did for Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I say it, derisively. I think
1: Dead by Daylight had far more of a success story than.
0: Uh, I don't care about World facts and numbers, sir. <laughs> but, but I am excited that the Saber Interactive they're doing Evil Dead this year. Yeah, so I'm very very happy that we're getting a uh, Evil Dead next gen. So yeah, I don't even really know like what brought us
1: to that game. I don't know if it was like
0: World War Z. I think it was a sale. It was. a I'm sale. I'm pretty sure it was like only like maybe fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, we still don't have Mercy. the new no, DLC, we dude. Don't. Fuck. We need to go back to World War II Because the season pass costs more than buying the game. It does. not <laughs> make exactly. any sense, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah, that one, like, it just kind of... I think it... Because when it came out, it was probably very, like, not super warmly received. But then... I don't know why. Over time, people just started playing it. They're like, no, the gameplay is <coughs> actually really great Yeah, here. Like, it's it's
0: got airtight uh, combat,
1: honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. Another multiplayer experience that we got into pretty hard here... Uh, was Monster Hunter World Iceborne?
0: Iceborne. Yeah. So when Iceborne came out, <laughs> uh, well, first of all, when when World came out, we got really hard into it. Yeah. Uh, for both of us, have never playing, uh, had never played a Monster Hunter game before. Mm-hmm. As big as a Capcom fan I, I, I am, I just haven't played that series, mm-hmm. right? But I think that's the same for a lot of people out there, yeah. right? World is their most successful game of all time, mm-hmm. right? That's crazy, crazy to me. But um, Iceborne was very interesting. Like I, I, bought it. I bought it at full fucking price, thinking like, oh, let me. I'm gonna yeah, we launched. <laughs> yeah, like forty bucks, right? And then just didn't play because you know, nobody else really was that I knew at the time. Um, I didn't think you grabbed Iceborne at that time, so yeah. No, I
1: bought it like when we got into the backlog. Right. So,
0: <laughs> but I'm glad that we went back because well. It's just a very good multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. It's a good like, hey, I like games where it's like we all have a sole focus here, mm-hmm. right? You know, unlike Call of Duty, for instance. Yeah. Call of Duty is just like, oh, how you doing on the map there, Daniel? Was like, I got shot in the face every time I spawn. It's like, but oh, I'm okay. respawning
1: in five seconds, so I'll be back.
0: I'll be back, right? This game was like, no, you I'm gonna be back now. Kind of get like methodical, like, do you have enough fucking potions? Are you okay? Do you need to go back to base camp? Mm-hmm. Hey, can you fucking smash this stupid idiot's horn? It's like it's so much fun, and. I worked my, oh my ass off. This story. To get the Claire Redfield skin. Not just a costume, by the way, her nice. skin from RE2, her voice, and everything. <laughs> I fucking repeated the same fight. Over and over. Over and over. What was it, Val Hazok? Probably. Killed him over and over until I got enough stars badges to get my girl. And that's the only skin I'll ever use in Monster Hunter for the rest of time.
1: Yeah, why would you need anything else? Exactly. But you did a bunch of the other ones. You did the Monster Hunter World the movie tie-in. I did
0: the Artemis (laughs) Steel scene. We still haven't seen that fucking movie, dude. No, we won't. Um, When it comes to a streaming service, sure. Yeah. Like I'll watch it, right? I'm not paying for it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Capcom. You're not going to get me on that one. But uh, that, that quest wasn't bad, actually. It was pretty fun. Jumping around as Mila Jovovich in a video game just felt right.
1: My favorite thing was like every time you wore it, you had to plug it. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: was like, hey, this is the Monster Hunter movie Artemis DLC armor. <laughs> you guys should really check out that Monster yeah. Hunter movie Artemis <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty badass
1: i'm kind of jealous um but the, I, the cool thing strong. about jumping into like iceborne at that point too is like you had all these kind of like event quests that were still there to play there's like the final fantasy content like all these like various missions that like happened throughout like the the months and, and years of that game and it's it's cool that it's just like all there um and just all cleanly integrated and then like the iceborne missions itself are like Really great. I mean, it's more of the same, really. Yeah. When it's like, okay, cool. A monster's coming into our, our realm, and it's fucking up every other monster, and we gotta track it but oh no along the way we found this other crazy monster i
0: think it's laughable that monster Hunter still tries to have a fucking story yeah
1: like the story does not matter there's no story like you could just
0: be like you gotta hunt because it's fun it's like okay i'll do that yeah half that
1: that game is like the the fun of hunting fucked up monsters you know
0: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't understand uh
1: 90 percent of which are all wyverns you know
0: (laughs) did you ever do the Witcher quest? By the I way, it's so stupid but it's funny. It's straight up Geralt going, "Oh, what a what a weird world this is. Oh, let me sniff around. Oh, in my world we would call you a moglin." <laughs> and it's like, "What? What? <laughs> what Geralt?" <laughs> I wish it was um actually the Henry Cavill Geralt. Uh, he should be in a game. Put him in a game. That boy's sexy. That boy's sexy, as fuck. Put him in the new Indiana Jones game.
1: Cast him as Indiana Jones.
0: Wow. Said it. Wow, <laughs> well, it's Not dog. gonna happen, but do it. Yo, dude. <laughs> did you, what did you just say? Machine games. Do you hear me? Did you just say perfection? I did. I did. Wow. <laughs> he should be Indy. I think it'd be pretty. He's cool. so. He's so buff, though. Uh, is he
1: quippy enough? Is the thing.
0: No, he's yeah. not quippy enough. But he's so buff, and that's all that matters. This is a weird one. Can we consider Final Fantasy XIV a backlog situation? It's a continuous game. Yeah, but it was in our backlog for a lot of people. I suppose it was. We, hey, it was a dalliance for us. Mm -hmm. I think I did a little bit more than you did. But uh, we both came to the same conclusion. Maybe we don't like MMOs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I think a lot of the systems that are present in MMOs don't work as well as console work as well Yo oh console, my god say. yes that's um,
0: a incredible fact
1: yeah and uh, yeah. i wanted to get into it but it, it was one of those things where like i guess the original content just kind of didn't work for me because it was very like like any mmo where it's like super grindy repetitive quests
0: you ever play an mmo before no well me neither yeah yeah that was my first and i
1: wanted to get into it because there was so much hype about it and then i think with like the uh what was it, like the 5.3 content that ended up coming like that Everybody lost their mind over, and then the game yeah. was was free for for the month. And I was like, "All right, cool. Now will be the time that I get on. I will get through, Realm Reborn. I will get to fucking you know Shadowbringer and Shadowstorm and God, did it I get like,
0: those right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, know. you nailed them all. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's gonna take like a thousand hours to get through that fucking Realm Reborn bullshit. I'm still not through, it, and I played a bunch of hours in that game. Yeah. right. Um, I, I'm glad we did it, and I'm almost. I keep on telling myself I might go back. There was something there that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I think I got bucked off from the fact that I just was not interested in the main quest. Yeah. And everything, every quest was a fetch quest. Everything was just like, "Hey, let me talk to you for five straight minutes about names and nouns and pronouns you don't give a fuck about." Yeah. And then you go fetch a fish, and then you come back,
1: and then come back again. Yeah. It just, (laughs) I really did not have any kind of like attachment to the characters of the world. But I know it gets better. I know it was like. You get into Heaven Sword and Stormblood and you know fucking Shadowbringers. That it does get better over time, but it's yeah, just like, I know it's a big. I, ass. I believe
0: everybody, I do, but yeah. like MMOs are the kind of kind of games that are just like, hey, we're all that exists. Yeah, if you're the kind of gamer that has other games like in your you know pantheon, mm. don't do this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it it was this big kind of like moment for like us and then like the save roommates where we're all kind of getting into it, making I our know, characters people, people playing seemed together they
0: loved it yeah. when we played the game i made a dragon
1: oh, girl like... she's really cute and, like yeah, it yeah, was like yeah. i don't know it i wanted it to click and i definitely have this fomo where i see people i see chelsea still, like, enjoy your champion, still like, enjoying your champion like doing her thing like being this fucking like amazing experience and now that like that they just announced, like, Endwalker. Endwalker. Where you go to the moon. Like, I'm just like, the this moon. all sounds so cool, but, like, it's just, it doesn't play the way I want it yeah, to. Yeah, I know. Like,
0: I I definitely, for if you want me to get into an MMO, I need, like, Devil May Cry combat to make me want to play yeah. it forever, basically, right? Um, However, they did announce with Endwalker mm-hmm. that there's going to be a PS5 version of the game coming out. Well, the beta is April. Uh-huh. I'm not sure when the full release for it. No charge. No charge. I think I might go back then. Yeah, okay. I really want to see it with like better load times and stuff and see if it just makes some um, some of that grind not seem as grindy cuz a lot of it was just like oh I got to look at this map and I got to load in this area and I got to wait to load in this here and everything was like very segmented uh-huh. because it literally was a PS3 game. That eventually became a PS4 yeah. game, and when they kept on developing content, it was like, okay, well, we can fix all the things because we don't have the same limitations as PS3 where we had to load every fucking environment yeah. you know, and segment it. So PS5 could break down all the borders. Maybe. We'll you're, see. You're playing fucking Control on PS5, and you're doing instant loading.
1: Yeah, it's pretty insane. Every
0: time you use fast travel. What the fuck? Not every time. Every single time, Daniel.
1: No, just in certain
0: areas. Remedy games.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's one of those things, too, where you see the sections of that game where they were developed in that certain era. Where it's like, okay, these are definitely missions from, like, 2011. And then these are definitely modern, like, game mechanics and things. It's just like, you have to get through it all and it's it's a lot but from a lot of people's standpoint it is like one of the best <laughs> final fantasy stories and
0: am i able to get you back in in some way maybe i don't know i think that i think the barrier of entry is the fact that we have to pay 30 bucks a month
1: yeah like i have to pay for a subscription on top of everything else and i'm just like i don't really know about all that because yeah. i ran out my free trial and i'm like okay cool well i wasn't that interested anyway so no big
0: loss. you're like i'm done forever bye yeah. <laughs> I, this, I mean,
1: this was a great year for Final Fantasy. Or 2020 was a great year for Final Fantasy games, where it's right. like Remake came out, and then like we kind of like went on these like separate like kind of paths of like I played seven on the Switch for the first time. Uh, that was a fun time. I I
0: played eight in 2020. I yeah,
1: played eight. I went back to Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2 on stream. Like those are really great moments. Like um, no, for me, yeah, yeah everybody loved it. I
0: agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. We those are fun. all true things.
1: You hated watching like kind of the annoying cut so fucking
0: boring and so weird so it's so
1: great it's one of the best final fantasy stories and people just like don't understand
0: yes i truly don't (laughs) understand
1: (laughs) yeah sure like the cloister of trials kind of a slog sure yeah titus very annoying sure it's very like kind of 2001 like kind of like dramatic anime tropes but like it's so great it's such a great final fantasy okay yeah
0: despite all these really bad things and it
1: has so many abs kevin like so many characters oh, with great abs God damn it. fucking
0: amazing i hate i bought it i bought it yeah maybe one day i'll go to it right <laughs> that'll be <laughs> a backlog game of the future this is not the year i don't feel final fantasy 10 no you're not gonna come back i'm to more it. likely to go back to 14 than 10 that's crazy,
1: you, no, it's crazy no it's not crazy no it's not there's like a like a number of other like backlog games on here I don't know if you have anything else you want to like kind of call out and talk about there's
0: I there's a few horror games that I went back to just be like hey I'm in a horror mood I think remember in October I was like I'm gonna watch a horror movie every night yeah and I, I did a really good job with that by the way I did great I yeah you a can lot catch that video on our YouTube ways. that's true yeah. check it out at um, we don't have a URL but just yeah. look up save numbers and, and letters it. numbers and letters and whatever Google mandates anyway um Evil Within 2 Oh wow. I, I got a big craving that. for that game cuz I was like, damn, dude, fucking uh in 2020 Resident Evil 3 came out and it didn't quite scratch the itch the same way RE2 did. Uh-huh. I loved it. I do love it to this day. I think that game could have been more. I think that's what I keep on thinking in my head. Whereas like RE2, I look at it and go, you're exactly what you you're exactly what you need to be. Yeah. You're good, baby boy. <laughs> But then I look at RE3 and go like, ah, why can't you be like your brother? <laughs> you know? But uh, Evil Within 2, I was just like, fuck. What a massive improvement over Part 1. It had been some years since I played it and I said to myself, it's October. Let's go back into Evil Within 2. And I'm so glad that I did. Mm-hmm. God damn, what a good game.
1: Yeah, that's one that I actually need to play. Um, yeah. But I don't want to play the first one for whatever no, reason. No,
0: don't, you don't need to. <laughs> part 2 tells you everything you need to know things
1: are weird i watched you play like a lot of part two and like the gameplay and like the monsters and things you encounter just seem like really trippy it's like a
0: semi open world yeah uh horror game and i'm like it's kind of what i've always wanted out of a resident evil game which is like yeah give me a closed circuit open world where i go back and forth and shit and that's what re2 kind of ended up being yeah to be honest it's just um maybe a little smaller in scale Hey, right? maybe
1: Village will be that kind of thing you're looking
0: for. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, but there nothing beats like having that third person classic kind sure. of kind of view fighting zombies and whatnot. I need a Code Veronica remake. That's what I need. Oh my God, Capcom, do it, but make it crazy.
1: Then do Dino Crisis.
0: Dino Crisis.
1: <laughs> um, you also played the Amnesia games. I only played the third one. You also only played the third Amnesia. <laughs> I
0: can't say that's a backlog game. I played it as soon as it came out.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: There you go. Yeah, okay. Well, can't
1: talk about it. Slash that one off Slash
0: that shit. <laughs>
1: um, another one, kind of in the vein of horror, we played Dead Space together, which was... We did, part one. Um, which is fun. I think that game, for as much as people hail it as the best, it isn't.
0: And some of it kind of part aged poorly. I don't know. We'll do part two, soon. We'll do part two. Like, I'm now I'm more keen on the idea. Yeah. Like, Dead Space 1, it being like, it, it's dated now. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it it just wasn't that as interesting as I thought it would be. Whereas, like, all of my good feelings about Dead Space come from part two.
1: Yeah, because it, it kind of smooths out a lot of the mechanics and, yeah. I don't know, like, quality of life stuff that you, you miss when you go back to the first one. For the first sure. one's great. Like, it sets up the entire franchise and feel, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's probably one of the best, like, over the shoulder third person horror games that like I can Part Two cements it, but Part Two is better. Yeah, <laughs> it just, you know, it's just but Part Two is
0: better. Things. I don't tell you.
1: So I got maybe like a few more flybys on here that I just kind of want to talk about very briefly because I know we have games we're playing right now in a kind of another new backlog. Um, the new log. The new new. Uh, 2020 was it like I said earlier, kind of a year of re return for me and wanting to be kind of a completionist. Where like there were a number of games I went back to with the intention of like platinuming. And I, I, obviously didn't get through all of them because it's like I kind of bucked off for one reason or another. But like, mm. 2020 was the year of probably the most Platinums I got in a year. I went back, I platinum to Overwatch. You know, I fucking
0: yeah, that's cr- I forgot about that. I
1: platinum Cuphead. I Platinumed all these crazy games that like I never Brought thought it. I would fucking like see through to that uh, extent. And I'm glad I did because it was it was worth it for me. You know, mm-hmm. and people looking at me and be like, "Holy shit, you crazy dog! You on fucking Overwatch and cuthead Like, who are you?"
0: It's you know, it's actually really? a true fact. The more plats you got, yeah, the crazy more pussies are. get wet.
1: That's true. <laughs> um And I tried to go and do that actually with Uncharted Two and Four, where I was like, I kind of want to see these games all the way through.
0: Here's but, the like, thing, dog. Naughty
1: Dog trophy list suck. <laughs> <And> like <laughs> I can't it. fucking say that they enough. suck so much. Like they're the worst. Oh they're like, oh, God. grab every collectible. Oh, beat the game on normal, hard. What's Extra wrong hard. with them, Naughty Dog? Write a good trophy list.
0: It's like they remember in, like, the, the like the day before the yeah. discos gold, like, oh, shit, we don't have any trophies. <laughs> then they well, just make bullshit.
1: On that note, like, I went back uh, six months later, like, I, when Last of Us 2 came out, and when was that? June? Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I could platinum this, but, like, it was such a heavy game to play, like, back-to-back. Yeah. Especially, like, 20 to 30 hours at a time. I came back to it in December. It was, like, my last platinum of the year. And I was like, I'm gonna do it now. And, like... A lot of it, like, seeing the story through again was amazing, but having to, like, touch every collectible, having to do everything, like, it's just, like, I get it. You want us to grab every artifact. You want us to unlock every safe, but it's not super interesting. No. Like, they don't make good trophy lists, and it's it's a shame, because their games are fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't get the disconnect, right? Yeah. You know? Because, like, I think, uh, like, Ghost of Tsushima, for instance, came oh. out the 2020 as well. That's a good trophy list. Yeah yeah well it mm-hmm. does the thing
1: too where it doesn't make you touch every collectible it makes you touch like maybe half okay where it's like get 40 of like the mongol artifacts or like you know 20 of these things i'm like it's
0: kinder that's nice <laughs> yeah like i think that's a crazy <laughs> idea for game devs to be like wait a second they're not going to collect 100 of the collectibles yeah.
1: only like a portion just enough what <laughs> you C- know control does that actually novel idea like, you i think you have to get like 60 and then maybe 120 art, uh, collectibles and then that's it and yeah I'm like okay you don't have to worry about the rest And i'm like well thank you well let's get into the stuff that we're kind of playing now in this extended backlog i think you went through this path of like playing <laughs> open world to open world to open world to open world games. i like them to no fulfillment <laughs> like you're playing cyberpunk 2077 you're playing assassin's Creed yeah. valhalla yeah. and then like your mind was just like I don't even know where you were at when you decided to pop in Metal Gear Solid, but like...
0: I think I was streaming. Yeah. I was streaming uh, Valhalla, <laughs> and like the conversation came up where I was just like, ah, man, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear is great, dude. I really <laughs> want to go back to Metal Gear Solid 5. And I had been saying it for about six years Jeez. but I wanted to go back to that game. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, shit or get off the pot, right? So I was yeah. like, fuck it. Let me just install it. It's like 23 gigabytes. Fuck it. And started playing it, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this game's really good like it's really great
1: yeah it's all you've been streaming for like the last two weeks
0: i think what's really bo- uh, bolstering it for me is that i am a very 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 ardent supporter of death stranding mm-hmm. i like kojima's take on open world because he's he's like one of the first auteurs or even game developers to look at an open world game and say I want to add something new mm-hmm. to this. I don't want to just do the Far Cry Assassin's Creed formula. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, Horizon, Ghost of Shima, they're still following the fucking they Assassin's the Creed thing. Far Cry formula. It's like you have, formula. To come yeah. at,
1: you have to do like an X amount of bandit camps or like yeah. hitting every point of the map. And it's just like, that's not always interesting. It does play into the idea of like seeing everything a game can offer, but it's just like, it feels such like a by the numbers open world very by the numbers
0: yeah whereas for him it's like oh i'm not gonna do by the numbers i'm gonna try to make you feel something while you're out here right and going back to mgs5 after death stranding it's giving me like a bigger appreciation for the game where it's just like damn dude you just fucking throw in mechanics and it's like you could just do what you want right like it's it's this blend of like there's a mission structure to it where it's like i have a menu that says let me take on uh, mission one, two, three, four, yeah. four, five going to the same environment, but I'm getting something new uh, when I go back to the environment. But the big part is it's not this kind of like meandering Fallout experience where it's like, oh, just kind of walk around and maybe ephemeral things will happen to you. No, it's like, hey, I have a mission, mm-hmm. but I can take it on how I want. And there might be other stuff that happens along the way that I'm like, hey, let me do this as well. Let me fault in this fucking horse or the sheep or mm-hmm. or whatever I want to do. And it's such a brilliant structure to the game where I'm just like, God damn it, you did it. You looked at open world games and said, uh, this is what you need. <laughs> and it's working. It's really working. And I love that um it's got this styling of Metal Gear to it, but it's not the same way where it previously. MGS4, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two hours of cutscenes, and that's how I'm going to tell my story.
1: That was rough for me, actually, because yeah, like I I tried to get through Guns of the Patriot, yes. and I just couldn't because it's like it was just so much narrative like just fed to me, and I'm like I just want to play the game. And yeah, then by the time I movie. got to play the game, I'm just like, oh wait, this gameplay doesn't really work for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. I think the gameplay works really well in MGS5. I think the. Them telling the story in very kind of like minimalistic ways, but it's still like there when uh. it needs to be. I'm just like, this is a very good balance to this, right? And it's it's intriguing, it's cool. There's a lot of customization to it, mm-hmm. and it has this one conceit that I really love in open world games, which is Division kind of does this to an extent where you have a HQ mm-hmm. that you go back to, right? And You are building it out. Mm -hmm. So when you go on your main missions, you're getting resources or you're accomplishing goals that are just making your HQ better. In MGS5, that concept Mm -hmm. is there, but a big part of it is, hey, instead of murdering all these guards, like, just randomly in the open world, what if you recruited them? Mm. and What if you faulted
1: them and parachuted them to the heavens?
0: Right, so, like... (laughs) (laughs) Which is the funniest fucking animation in the whole world. I love doing it. It's so satisfying. But the game becomes this element of, I'm actually being rewarded by not just murdering people with... Want and abandoned uh-huh. actually trying to figure out ways where i can oh let me use my my tranquilizer darts and so they go to sleep and i can to them like out of safety right so it changes your wiring in your brain and i'm like oh wow mgs5 actually has really fun non-lethal combat mm-hmm. whereas other games like dishonored shit the bed <laughs> when it comes to non-lethal combat because they say to yourself or, or they say to you the game becomes 10 times harder mm-hmm. by not killing people Whereas MGS is like, no, 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 it's just as fun if you just kill people or actually try to get them out of there safely. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this this game is like this chaotic, neutral title of brilliance.
1: I like that because it kind of incentivizes you to play it both ways.
0: Yeah. Saunard sucks. <laughs> I know. I just really hate like how unfun that game is when you're trying to be, you know, virtuous. Sure. Basically. And I'm just like, why do the designers do that? That sounds that's stupid. I, is the moral that it's easy to kill, but it's hard to be good? Like, okay, maybe. Cool. Maybe that's what they were trying to kind of
1: like seed throughout that title.
0: Yeah, you really, you really <laughs> landed home that point by making it very obvious. It's super unfun being a good guy. <laughs> Thanks, Arcane. You're so smart at gra- games. I'm so excited for Deathloop. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 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 fucking Hallmark Kojima weird visuals, mm. crazy characters with strange names like a lot of punished names. snake a and lo- shit.
1: It's a lot of like yeah. adverb animal.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's one of my favorite boomerang games of all mm. time. I think Bloodborne is another one too. Yeah. Where like I didn't really enjoy Bloodborne when it came out. Mm-hmm. Boomerang right back to it a couple of years back and I was like I'm a I'm a older, wiser Kevin in the mm. same way I'm an older, wiser Kevin playing this MGS, right? Most of the Metal Gears came out when I was a child. One, two, and three. Yeah. C- All came out before I was the age 13. It can be said for most of us. Right. So, of course, I don't have that as big of an appreciation for the story elements and some of the themes because I didn't understand them. So it's actually really cool having an MGS game as an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm at 30 and being like, oh, yeah, that fucking lands." Yeah, with mechanics War that economy. work for you
1: and are fun. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so it's a really really good time.
1: Does it make you want to go back and play some of the older
0: ones? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I think um, I kind of want to go back to Snake Eater. Oh. Yeah. I kind of want to... Because I want more boss stories. I've also really... I've never played Peace Walker. And Peace Walker is like the direct prequel to Phantom Pain. Okay. And has like the concept that you're building up your mother base and all that shit. So I was just like, oh shit, I kind of want to go back to that. Yeah. But it is a PSP game. So like... (laughs) Gonna feel old.
1: <laughs> Is that available? Like it, on the digital place? Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the HD collection of Metal Gear Solid included part two, part three, and Peace Walker. Oh, uh, okay. So that's how you can play it. But cool. yeah, I'm still going back in time to try to <laughs> fucking play those games. So, yeah. But I mean, I feel like
1: it's not going to hit the way you want them to hit No, mgs5 like,
0: is fucking great yeah you're loving that game it's fun <laughs> to see you play it, it and
1: like the variants of play too like you're fultoning like fucking tanks and dogs <laughs> and people <laughs> yeah. you're getting into knife fights with little military boys
0: <laughs> there's just fucking child soldiers that i'm beating up and yeah, you can't kill and them and there's oh my god the weirdest concept is that there's a voice virus in the game oh like suddenly suddenly a covid outbreak happens on mother base for me Where all of my soldiers get sick and we can't figure out why. This is the funniest
1: thing, because, like, your whole thing is, I gotta fault in everything I see. I can't kill anybody. I gotta have the biggest, strongest base. But then the game's like, hey, you're gonna have a virus that hits your base of 300 people.
0: (laughs) Yep, everyone got sick. (laughs) So funny to me. And if they speak a certain language, (laughs) uh, spoiler, the language is Kokongo. Okay. Right? From Africa. Because this virus is meant to be a quote-unquote ethnic cleanser. Oh. Yeah because the the villain skullface. <laughs> Wants to kill all people Wait. that don't agree with his worldview. <laughs> is that
1: really the main villain's name? Yes. Skullface.
0: His name is Skullface.
1: <laughs> Kojima, you're ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I was just like, oh shit, this is some hard shit right here. I was because like when I noticed people getting sick, and I'm like, oh, so it's their their language? That seems uh-huh. kind of racist. And then the game confirms, yes, that was our intention. It's a racist thing to want to have this virus out there, yeah. but a language virus. If you speak never a, heard of that. If you speak a specific language, you get sick? That's crazy. That's like a Netflix movie that's never happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird, like technological virus.
0: <laughs> it's it's a spin-off of Bird Box You Never Wanted.
1: <laughs> Will Sandra Bullock be in it?
0: <laughs> no. 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 For everyone's sake. No. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I love the game. I think it's amazing.
1: You're pretty close to the end of it, too, which is I insane. I I know. I'm very
0: sad. I don't ever want it to end.
1: But you have like and content and more yeah. open world
0: stuff to do. True. And all the quiet stuff is weird, though. I'm going to point that out.
1: Yeah, Kojima's, like, viewpoints
0: towards women, not great. Not great. He very much views them as like, yeah, you're just like eye candy, cool. Right? <laughs> he never gives uh, any woman, like, agency or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, the characters from Death Stranding, and I'm just like, eh. I don't know. It's his biggest weak spot. I don't the think... The man can't write women. That he does good
1: characterization.
0: The is, man. Is the thing can't write women for the prophecy foretold (laughs) (laughs) what do you got for me back what do i got for you land home for me the two
1: games that i'm playing right now and i mean we could talk about one of your games on top of this one as well um there was a day where i came back i had kind of an extended vacation i went away came back and i was like i need something to play and I was kind of, like, just fucking around with my... I don't even know what to call it. It's not a cross-media bar anymore, but I was just like, all right, let me play around with, like, Outer Wilds. Boring. Well, no, it wasn't Outer Wilds. I was playing around with Outer Worlds, and it's just like, <laughs> it was like... It was the same mistake. I, I know, it fucked you. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, this is cool. It's cool to be back in this world, but, like, I wanted something more action-y. And then you just came in, and you're just like... Play Assassin's Creed. And I'm yeah, like... Yeah, bitch. Okay. Because, like, we had a few conversations back and forth where I'm like, all right, I want to play an open world game. It's one of finally. the
0: best Assassin's Creed.
1: And I was like, do I play The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt or do I play Assassin's Creed Odyssey? And you kept telling me, like, it sounds like you really want to play Assassin's Creed. And I'm Yeah, like, dude. You know what? I kind of do.
0: Yeah, dude. And I
1: popped it in. Not... Uh, well, actually, I didn't pop it in. I had it installed and I was like, all right, let me just, you know, spool it up, play it. And I was very taken with it, like, kind of immediately where... I played Origins when it came out and I thought it was cool, you know, I thought I would love it more being set in Egypt, but like, the character of Bayak really didn't, like, stick with me. Like, I thought his story was, like, interesting but, like, he didn't, like, resonate with me at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get this separate, kind of, like, similar sort of game, because, like, we're on this arc right now of Assassin's Creed games that are just, like, we're doing kind of open world things that the original installments didn't quite do, like the Ezio stuff, Black Flag, Syndicate, like, they're kind of there, but they're more focused on like, hey, we still have the same kind of like, um, the Templar arc. Like, we're doing the Templar thing, and we have this kind of like, you know, main story between like, you know, real world and, you know, being in the Animus that we really want to straddle. Mm. Where these open world games kind of said, fuck it. Like, we're just trying to do like this open world sandbox of like, action adventure stealth, fun, you know? And I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but like, the game starts off and you're in the battle of 300 and you're fucking Spartan kicking dudes and spearing dudes. And I'm like, this is fucking really cool. It's fucking Great. And then when you roll over into the context of like, okay, well now I'm playing as like one of two characters, either Alexios, nobody plays as Alexios or Cassandra. Nobody's smart. <laughs> and you get into that world. It's just like, it's really well done. It's, it's overwhelming mm. at first. Cause it's like, you know, you're going to do this kind of pull back on the map and you're like, shit, I'm gonna have to see all of this and ancient Greece is really big but I think like this the vehicle of the story and like how fun the gameplay and variants of the play is just keeps me going where it's like you have all these like skill trees and it's like oh yeah I gotta unlock all these abilities but like I also have like things that kind of just shake it up where it's like oh well I'm not just kind of confined to playing with swords I can play with like Heavy weapons, axes, like twin swords, daggers, and like it's really just kind of like play as you want, and it's really cool. The approach I don't mind, like, necessarily having to you know check mark every like area and do everything because it's just yeah. so much fun to do it. I mean, after a while, it does kind of get like, all right, cool. I'm just doing like another like palace. I'm, you know, taking down another faction. You know, whether it's like Athens or you know the Spartans, and it it kind of just feels the same after a while. But like, I don't know. The gameplay is just super fun. You know, whether I'm playing with spears or swords, the parrying, the the skill trees, like all of it just kind of gels together in a way that makes the game feel like awesome. Yeah. And the main story is really good too. Like just kind of finding out about like Cassandra's lineage and like. You know, her just trying to find, like, her, her birth mother and, like, then the the cult conspiracy that kind of, like, unravels around it. It's just, like, it's larger than life, but it's just so well articulated across, like, each story arc and side quest and character interaction. And I don't know, I'm, I'm like, super blown away by it because it's just, like... I thought I'd be overwhelmed in a bad way, but I'm actually overwhelmed in a good way. Where it's like I kind of want to see it all, right? Because mm-hmm. like that world of like ancient Greece is so well put together, and Cassandra's interactions with the world is so special. Like she's such a good character, and just kind of having like the choice of like being like I could be whatever sort of mystios I, I want. I could be more diplomatic because like you have actually like different dialogue choices where it's like you can be like combative you could kind of like think with more of a sense of justice or like with your heart and it's it's cool and it gives her so much dimension like i don't know she's a very well realized kind of like you know player character yeah and i i enjoy just like being in that world as her um, whether it's like you know Playing both sides, killing Athens, you know, army people or Spartans or betting lovers. Uh, I've had sex with many people, many (laughs) people, men and women alike.
0: Cassandra just does what she wants, man. Yeah,
1: And it's so cool to just like, just say, fuck it. Like I am whoever I want to be in this world, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, it's why I'm so sad right now that Valhalla is such a pale imitation of Odyssey. (sighs) Valhalla just like lacks all of the soul. Of that game, Odyssey just fucking
1: hits on it,
0: every level, and I, I just don't so get it. So much
1: color and so much life,
0: so much like, life, so much humor to the story. Such interesting characters yeah, to talk to. The quests
1: to. are really interesting, and yeah. like they're like interesting kind of um, vignettes of like Greek history and culture, like. I don't know, like, I I know there's kind of, like, bigger moments that will eventually happen where I'm, like, fighting, like, you know, mystical monsters and creatures, but, like, to have these stories where it's like, oh, you know, go find the Cyclops, you know, and kind of kill him because I gotta find my wife, and it just happens to be this, like, really big, misunderstood dude with one eye in a cave. Yeah. But I know that there's gonna be a payoff where I probably do fight a, a Cyclops at one point. Oh, you do. That stuff is just so cool, because it leans into, like, these, you like,
0: crazy monsters,
1: by the way. The the Artemis quest, where you're fighting, like, huh. these legendary Oh, from Monster beasts. Hunter? Yeah. <laughs> Based off the Monster
0: Hunter movie quest? No,
1: no. Oh, fuck. Artemis, the Greek goddess of okay, the hunt. I got excited. Like, doing those quests where you're fighting, like, these legendary stags, and, like, Cerberus is like all these like fucking things. I'm like, this is so cool.
0: Like, fuck. I know it's so, it's so interesting. All of it's very good. I <laughs> loved getting the platinum in that game. Yeah. Cause like I dropped off with that game where I was just like, Hey, I really enjoy this game, but it's just so big when it came out in yeah. like 2018, moved on to other shit. Cause like Assassin's Creed always comes out when like four other, well because that always like games. it's always like it's the fall yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah October fall shit and I when going back to it though like at the beginning of 2020 like I did a bunch of streams for it that ended up being like really chill and I was uh-huh. just like this is really chill I'm just like kind of doing what I want and you know taking on these fortresses and making people look like fools because I'm kicking them and doing yeah. the same Fulton mechanic of like oh yeah I kick a dude to recruit him for my ship that's amazing I, I love that that's shit. that's true I yeah love...
1: I have like such a badass ship now of like just kind of like yeah. war because i'm just like no you're gonna be my legendary fucking captain
0: yeah I, I i oh man what a good fucking game i hope you see it through you should you should see it through
1: i'm i'm going to i and think you, i'm actually gonna work for the platinum and then play through all like the, oh,
0: oh.
1: the extra content i it, don't have that because it came with the complete edition yeah so yeah. like it has like the uh fate of atlantis episodes one two and three uh, and there's a few extra stuff um there's cool also like kind of just additive missions in there as well like they're i don't know what they're called like additional feats or additional quests Mm. where it's like they're blue missions on Uh, yeah
0: the blue missions always um, all over the map where
1: you do this you do a few of them but one the last one that i did that was really cool was you come in contact with a character who is probably athena in flesh and she makes you do all these kind of missions based off of like gods where it's like okay you know i'm gonna pose these riddles to you and kind of see how you do Mm -hmm. where it's like who do you think is the more fearful, powerful god? Is it Poseidon, or is it... Uh, I forget who the other person is. And then, Zeus. Yeah, is it Poseidon or Zeus? Yeah, and then you do a mission based off of, like, your choice. And it's just, like, they're cool threads to just kind of see through. Or I did this mission between, like, two brothers, like, where I, like, helped them, like, bury their father, and then, like, they both fell in love with me. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, so, like, those additional missions, they add just so much color to the world, and, like, the thing is, like, everything... There's a lot there... But it all feels like so supplemental in a very good way. You know, it's not, it's, it is a lot, but it's just like, it's all nutrition, you know? Yeah. It's like,
0: it's not bad. That's the thing. It's not fluff. It's not bad. Assassin's Creed Odyssey just like transcends most Assassin's Creed games. Right. Right. I, I don't I don't know what the right formula there is, but I think it's going to be very hard for Ubisoft to replicate because they do the whole, like, hey, there's going to be a new studio working on the next title, yeah. like, Call of Duty thing. I think that's going to be hard because it's like, fuck, I just want the Odyssey team to, like, do the yeah. next one. Well, this but, was,
1: like, I think it was both, like, Quebec and Montreal that kind of worked on it. it like, was, like, panic. ten studios yeah, that there was on it. it. It's such a massive game <laughs> where it's like you had to have had that many people on yeah. it. I gotta say, like, they fucking killed it. Like,
0: I killed with that one. The
1: sense of adventure, the sense of scale, like, I am excited to go to next, like, new areas, like, go deep diving for, like, sunken ships and treasure, or go to a volcano and fucking see, like, an ancient yeah. tomb. I do wish there was kind of a more of, like, a variation of tombs in those games, mm. because, like, the original game set it up where it's, like, it. it's kind of like that Tomb Raider sense of adventure, where you go to a tomb, and it's, like, there's puzzles, and it's really cool. Whereas, like, all these tombs that you go to kind of feel the same. Yeah. There's a sameness after a while, which I think is going to get fatiguing for me at a point, which is why I kind of off-cycled and started playing something else. But, like, I'm about 40 hours in, and Jeez. i just, like... I don't know. Like, I love it. It's really it took good. took me 100 to beat it. Oh, God.
0: 100 for the platinum. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. You'll get there. You'll do it's it. Ju-
1: I don't know. Like, it's just... I like what I'm doing in it. I like the story. Um, yeah. And... Hunting down cult members is a lot of fun. That's
0: such that's such a good mechanic. I love yeah. that shit. I love, like, and you gotta kill, like, lesser cult members to yeah. find, like, the boss cult member. Yeah, you that's have to find, stuff. like,
1: clues or, like, explore yeah. X amount of an area to, like, unravel that cult but, leader. And there's, like, I think, like, 40 to 50 cult members. And there's it, a bunch. There's a lot of them, but, like, it's just, it's cool. Because they're all, like, interwoven in part of the world and story.
0: Right. And they and some of them will reveal themselves in like natural progression areas yeah. where it's like, "Hey, I just got to this area where like at level 40 and now they like reveal themselves." Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I think Assassin's Creed is at its best when it strays away from the fucking bullshit meta of like the first three games, you know? Yeah. Like it it really is better when it goes like, "Hey, you know what? Let's just fucking play with these mechanics until it just like the only concept we need to really keep across uh, Assassin's Creed is This is a historical open world game or an open world game in an historical setting. That's all you really need to fuck with.
1: I'm I'm not going to lie. Every time they pull back and I'm like this archaeologist, like I really don't care.
0: Yeah, it just (laughs) it gets to the point where it's just like that you're just like intruding on my fun. You know? Like, stop trying to fucking, like, make this tie together. It's boring. (laughs) Yeah. I want to get back into the world. I want to be fucking parrying and killing people with
1: my flame sword. Like, I want to be doing those things.
0: Yeah. Like, every time, like, it almost feels to the point where it just feels tropey when somebody like, throws on a hood in these games now. Where it's like, no, stop that bullshit. This is not Assassin's Creed. And people are like, well, yeah, it is. I'm like, well, shut up! (laughs) It should be something else. (laughs) And, And Odyssey is the closest to something else that we've gotten in that series.
1: Yeah. I think, like, I mean, I haven't seen it through. I feel like Origins, I mean, set the bar and and, and like the precedence for like what the remaining games would be, and I'm I'm sure it did a lot successfully. Yeah, but like that game just didn't have the personality. No, and, I mean it probably had the heart, but it just did not have like the color and personality that I was hoping it had. Where it's like everything about Cassandra and her world works for me. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Remember? Remember? I want to ask you like real quick on the flip side because yep. like you did jump pretty hard off of Valhalla, like, and it seems like a cool world but like not really what isn't working
0: it's not a cool world actually (laughs) i will say it's got it's a fucking droll boring world england i I guess
1: just the idea of like that sort of like norse like viking era i hate that seems cool i don't like that shit i think that
0: shit's so fucking boring to me (laughs) i'm sorry i don't like norse shit i'm just like i actually like i like um uh, greek gods and stuff like that i think that's very just a very different vibe to it yeah the norse shit is always just like all there is is honor and axe and blood and thunder and it's like shut the fuck up you idiot you sound like a fucking skinhead (laughs) shit i'm sorry i hate that fucking shit um and then like this game it's like every character has interactions like that where it's like go with blood and honor brother I'm like mm. shut up dude cassandra was just like hey i kind of want to fucking i don't know kiss you
1: yeah <laughs> like, like that there's that so many awesome. missions where it's like you could just kind of intercept yeah. the main ploy of just being like hey you want to go back to my bed real quick
0: yeah like that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> it's really good and this game is all like just rooted in just fucking i don't know masculinity uh-huh. and and conquest. and conquest yeah. and stuff and it's just so boring to me right i feel like it
1: puts you like at like outside of your player level a lot too Where like oh it, Odyssey the game's does unbalanced a really great job of scaling you where it's like yeah there's some areas that are level 50 but for the most part by the time i get to a new area enemies are only like maybe like one or two levels above me or below me yeah you know it's like pretty much on the level
0: yeah the balancing is really whack in uh, valhalla where there's a bunch of areas i'm just like blocked out of and the weird thing is i've done most of the main story quests where like now the story quests are over leveled versus where i'm at and i'm just like there's no good way to level up yeah like there's not a great way to level up like it's not like oh let me just go bombard these guys real quick it's like if you try to do a raid that's above your level you will get fucking owned you are dead Right. And it's super annoying. And I'm just like, what is wrong with this game? It's, it's a little dreary. Story's uninteresting. The characters are boring <laughs> as fuck. I was like this. But it has all of the kind of benchmarks of Odyssey. Uh-huh. But it's just a pale limitation. It's just kind of like we did it because they told us to. Like, that's how it feels. Right, uh. they didn't do it because it's like, oh, this drives the story or this works for the uh, design. Mm-hmm. Whereas Odyssey is a well put together game. That's why I picked up um, that terrible named game, uh, Phoenix Rising. Oh yeah, Immortals Fe- Phoenix Rising because it's the same Odyssey team, and I was like, oh shit, them doing another game <laughs> in an open world. Yeah, I'll play that. Okay, I don't need to play Valhalla anymore. <laughs> I might not. Na- I might not go back to Valhalla. Really, it's that serious. It's that serious.
1: Does the main character even work for you at all? Like
0: Alziar? Not really. No? Wow. Ivor? Ivor? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, not really. Because like I said, it's it's all the same thing where it's like, huh, all I care for is the the bones of my enemies and shit like that. And it's just like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's.
1: That kind of sucks. Yeah. And I think, like, what works for Odyssey is that it's a very personal story. Yeah. I think some there's some, like, weird gray areas that don't work for me where it's, like, I feel like I'm just, like, a turncoat mercenary in a lot of moments where it's, like, I don't know whose side I'm supposed to be on in any given moment. Am I, like, true to Athens? Am I true to Sparta? Like, does it even matter? Because, like, you have these moments where you go to areas and I'm, like, oh, I'm fighting for the Athens army or I'm fighting for the Spartan army. And I'm, like... I don't really know how to contextualize like who I am in that world other yeah. than a mercenary for hire.
0: Right. <laughs> that, that's know, always a tough thing. Like what's my allegiance? And like yeah. it doesn't feel like you can like press on one side or the other in the story. The story just kind of takes you where you need to go yeah. anyway.
1: And even if you make a choice, the story still kind of overwrites it. Yes. Where like I had a, a mission beat where like I let my quote father go and... And then the game's still like, oh no, you killed your father. <laughs> and I'm and just it's like, like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't do that. That <laughs> happened to me too. And I was just yeah. like,
0: is this like just handled by too many teams to like make this consistent? Like very, very odd thing. Maybe. Yeah, but I yeah, otherwise I think that game's fantastic. Yeah. So fucking good. fantastic. Backlogs, man. Backlogs are something. Backlogs are something, yeah. dude. Some of the best games of our lives will be in our backlogs. Not not a part of the marketing blitz of a company going, you need to buy this now.
1: Yeah, I want to play a game when I want to play a game. Fucking Activision, you're not gonna tell me when to play a game.
0: No, maybe Cyberpunk will be good in
1: 2023 in our backlog season, right? Yeah, no, that game won't be good until 2077. True, very true. <laughs> Let me talk to you about this game real quick. Um, I know we're running long, real long. But it's it's fine. It's already
0: like 7:30.
1: Yeah, I don't 30. have to talk about this one too hard. Yeah, oh, it's almost eight. I started playing Control Ultimate Edition, because yeah. it's free this month on PS Plus. Yeah, I gotta say it's it's been it's been a delight going back to that game because mm. when it came out on ps4 i thought it had a lot of performance issues yes it did um and the ps5 upgrade is just like chef's kiss for that experience nice. like for for a game that's just like probably very underrated in terms of 2019 releases like it it gives you the full package and it just runs so smoothly it has all these like cool ps5 integrations like the low time super snappy super fast mm. it kind of feeds into the haptic feedback of like the dual sense as well where it's like you have these interactions where like okay cool like i'll use the right trigger and it's like very like smooth it locks into place like as it normally would but then when i have my service weapon the gun out and i'm shooting it's like a harder pull um and like you can feel certain things kind of moving through the controller and it's just like okay, cool, like, I I like that the upgrade did more than just, like, give me, like, smooth, like, you know, 60 frames per second, right? It, Mm. like, it gave me this cool, like, complete PS5 experience with, like, all the content as well. I've been having fun, like, going back through that. I think I'm actually, like, way better at that game now than when I first played it, because, like, that game slapped me around a bunch. It did, Yeah, Yeah,
0: I remember you complaining about that game a bunch when it came out.
1: Uh, Yeah, because it had balancing issues, (laughs) and I think it still does in a lot of ways, but I'm pretty aware of, like, the situations Mm. now that I know are going to fuck me up. So I'm just kind of leveling and being more aware of, like, how to use my mods and, like, kind of where to, like, build myself on, like, the skill tree, right? But it's such a good game. The only thing that I think it doesn't do well, um, which is going to feel like a sin to say, because, like, Mm. the World of Control, the lore... The whole mystique of it is fucking fascinating, but the story progression feels very PS3. Of Mm. like, I'm doing missions that just kind of like get me from point to point to point, and there's not a lot of payoff within that. It feels like in some ways, where it feels like Dead Space, where like um, you know, I'm on the Ishimura, and a lot of what I'm doing is just trying to like kind of get the Ishimura back up and running, right? Like in this situation. A lot of what I'm trying to do is get, like, the oldest house kind of in order to where, like, I can bring all these people together. And a lot of it feels like very mechanical missions. Yeah. Whereas a lot of, like, the side quest and then, like, some of the overarching main story stuff, like, fills out the color of it. Um, but it's such a fascinating game.
0: Yeah, I think the <laughs> um, the world building in that game has always been far better than the actual plot. Yeah. of control because there's like this whole back and forth with like um, Jesse Faden's brother that just it doesn't really pay off. Really, doesn't pay off in a, yeah. in a good way, and it just doesn't feel substantial to the plot, even though like the game keeps on trying to act like it's like an important part. But what's more interesting is just figuring out the concept of like. Uh,
1: objects of power yeah objects of power altered world events and like the whole parallel dimensions and yeah yeah yeah. oh my god the
0: monsters in the basement kind of thing like that's all far more interesting than any like driving plot that they have in the game which i hope they kind of rectify with the sequel um just like understand that it's like yo the oldest house is more interesting than any characters you put in it (laughs) oh yeah i mean there are some
1: interesting characters like i think darling and like the research he was doing with like um I forget the main guy's name at this point, but like the research he was doing and like some of the surrounding characters around that, like Emily Pope and Marshall, like those are cool characters to get to interact with. But the idea and intrigue of like the oldest house and what it is far supersedes like the story that they're trying to tell.
0: And then, um, another thing that I think, I think the, um, basically the level design is cool to look at. Very stupid to navigate. Uh I think it's one of the worst games to try to navigate and it's maps do not help at all yeah right like they need 3d maps to like figure out like how to go from one story to a level and and it's like they don't do that for you in the game so yeah that's that's always rough
1: i find myself actually just rushing to like the next control point so i can be able to fast travel between the two points
0: yeah like to never again have to like manually navigate navigate it because it's just so convoluted yeah that that, that's one thing that i think is like a drawback to the game but otherwise everything is like really really phenomenal yeah
1: i think like the performance of it like is really playing it's fi- in its favor at this point where i'm like oh i don't have any issues with like crashing or like instant loading the thing is like there's so much happening on screen at any given mm. time between like enemies throwing stuff at you and you throwing stuff back at enemies and shooting and like the combat to where like on the ps4 it just couldn't handle it but now it's like yeah. all processing i'm like handling it very like elegantly it's just so good and like the yeah. lot times
0: yeah i'm gonna go back that's gonna be one so of my good. backlog games not right now man yeah. doing mgs i know Gotta do MGS until I'm done, and then I'm like, "All right, what's next?" Gotta Fulton up the world. Gotta Fulton the whole fucking world. I'm gonna put a gigantic Fulton on Earth.
1: Oh wow! And send it all. You think that's gonna save
0: us? Yeah.
1: No, you're gonna take us to another area, and we're gonna get a voice virus that's like fucking COVID twenty
0: three, and it's terrible. Sometimes that happens. I'll just have to beat you up, or a child soldier will beat you up, whichever. Snake. (laughs) <laughs> well there you go backlogs i
1: know it's it, this was a long this is the
0: backlog backlog
1: winding mess of games and conversation but like, i know that's how it goes sometimes
0: uh goes like that a lot
1: yeah they're like it or people are it.
0: used to that yeah we just talk about games for the sake of games do you need to focus for episodes no does that make it better for people
1: i mean maybe some people maybe some people like structure but Saver and some plays is like jazz jazz. Like it's, it, it's just like fucking go with it
0: Right, it's just jazz. You go, (laughs) just like jazz.
1: I love it. All right. Well, Well, this has been Save Room Plays. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Like we said before, you can find us on all those cool hot spots and follow us on Twitter at Save Room Show. We don't really know where the next episodes are going to go. We're definitely trying to keep, like, with our news episodes, the the hot structure of just being like, we're going to be the topic. Sorry that they've gotten over long. Uh, We just can't break our old habits, you know? No. We're kind of bad like that. (laughs) No,
0: not at all. Not at all. But, you know, we'll figure it out, right? Yeah. We'll figure it out together.
1: We'll figure it out together.
0: 2021. We'll figure it out together.
1: Good stuff. All right, guys. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.
0: Bye.